You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about every week, except for the last three weeks. This is your boy Jordan, aka the Blur Vision with. Uh, what's my name? I don't know. Hi, I'm Michael. Black Gay Comic Geek. <laughs> what's my motherfucking name? Black Gay Comic Geek on all social media channels. It's Black Comic and Blur Vision over here. <laughs> that's my. Uh... That's your rap. That's my rap. Yeah, right. I'm trying to do a jaw roll. Was that oh, good? That's a terrible. What's my motherfucking name? All right. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, guys. Sorry we've been gone for the last three weeks. I thought it was the last two, but apparently it's been three. I thought weeks. it was two. Our last podcast was about Loki, and that was on the 21st of July. So it's been three weeks. I guess we missed one, and then we had scheduling issues the last two weeks, just to peel the curtain back for the audience a little bit. We had Suicide Squad on a Monday, and then the following week, you had Free Guy on a Monday, and then literally the next day, they like literally that night, and I was like, I couldn't go that day. Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday. Yeah. <laughs> and I got I got an invitation so last minute. Like, I got it on Monday night for a Tuesday screening. I was like, what the fuck? But sorry, guys. Sorry we've been absent. Yeah, but how did you get? Because yours was better than mine. You actually went to the red carpet premiere. I just went to a screener. Honestly, I think someone canceled. Because <laughs> I'm like, why would you? I didn't know it was, a, it was a red carpet premiere until like I was there. I was like, wait, what? Because they literally gave me like less than 24 hours notice. They were like, oh, yeah, if you want to see Free Guy. And I was like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I just couldn't do that Monday because I had Taekwondo practice. Kick mm-hmm. um, But yeah, so we have a lot to talk about since we've been gone for so long. So many things in the news. So many things that are out now that need to be discussed and reviewed. Uh, we're going to save anime for next week because there's a lot of catching up to do with that. Uh, but we do have three main topics at least uh, that I've been wanting to talk about. Uh, one especially, but... Suicide Squad that just recently released this weekend, same as Free Guy. So we've got two movies and we've got one show, the Netflix miniseries of He-Man. Wait, oh, oh, is wait. Free Guy out? It's not out? I don't think so. I think it comes out this week. Well, then never mind. <laughs> right? Because no, I've seen reviews for it, though. So is only the spoil- well, the non-spoilers? Reviews are out, but... Only non-spoilers. Yeah. Look it up real quick. Yeah, I'm about to. I think, <laughs> I think it comes out on Friday. This is why I don't like early screenings because I lose all sense yeah, of. Yeah, it comes out on Friday. This Friday. Yeah, so it's not out yet. Oh, okay. So we've got a little bit of a lag there because then we don't talk. We can't talk about spoilers at all. And I feel like a lot of the cool things in that movie were spoilers. Um, specifically in the red carpet, the director came out and was like, "So you're gonna see some things, and there's some chatter online, but please keep the surprises to yourself so the audience, when they see it in the theaters, can enjoy it too." And I was like, "What are you talking about?" And there's a couple of scenes toward the end. And I'm like, "Ah, that's exactly what he was talking about." Because I definitely want to talk about that, but I can't. Um, but I just just to throw it out there, I I I actually enjoyed that movie more than I way more than I thought I would. So I, I can't wait to break it down and like discuss full spoilers, but today we'll just talk about non-spoilers. Um, so if we only talk about not, eh, 
Let's just let's just keep going. That way we don't have to stay here for three, four hours. I'm like, you mean we're only talking about non-spoilers for free guy? Let's talk about some anime. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> I don't know if you, you've even caught up in an anime yet. I mean, yeah, My Hair Academia is canceled. Not canceled. Canceled, but what? Not, not going because of the Olympics. Same with uh, To Your Eternity. Like, oh, so maybe I the last thing that we watch, like from like two weeks ago, might have been the last thing. Yeah, the last the last episode was not not Hellish Todoroki family, but the one after that. Oh, I've seen that one. Yeah, I thought that there was, was a new the, one. No, that's because oh. of, of the Olympics. Wait, okay, it was, I was I vaguely remember now. I say that it was the Hellish family, and then afterwards, what was the, the gist of that episode? I don't remember. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, so no anime. <laughs> but I know there was an episode. Yeah. Let's just keep this episode tight with some movie and TV show reviews. I do want to talk about He-Man. That was a huge controversy that we just completely missed because it's been gone for the last three weeks. And it sounds like there's a street sweeper outside and let yes, that pass. Yes, yes, there is. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the topics of the week, and we then do what have... what if is next week? Yeah, what if is next week? No, what if is this week? Oh, so we've got what if to talk about Which I've seen the week. first three episodes already. Oh, they already gave screeners? Yeah. I'm um, interested. Can't talk about it till tomorrow. Oh, it's like um, an embargo or whatever? Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Because that way you can't spoil it for everybody like you did with Loki. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's get into topics. Of the week. Oh, before we get into topics, of the week, we do have some uh, iTunes reviews and one email. But the email I will save because it's about Suicide Squad. So I'll... Fucking don't let me forget when we finish the Suicide Squad discussion. Make me read the email. We always forget. I don't forget. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, but yeah, we've got uh one or two iTunes reviews. Uh, okay, so we got two iTunes reviews, and the first one comes from Super Iron Halo. Hey, Jordan Michael, Super Iron Halo here. This review is gonna be very quick, as I wanted to get it out before you guys will record. Well, that was three weeks ago. This is July nineteenth, so <laughs> you're way yeah, before we, we record. Before we record. Uh, just, just wanted to wish you guys well, and I'm sorry to say I'm one of the brave and stupid souls who brave the theaters for Black Widow. I personally really like it a lot, but I'll get into that in an email. I'll eventually write up. Which will be a thesis paper. Oh my god! <laughs> like, at least he's honest. Did we talk about Black Widow? Holy shit! Did we miss Black Widow? <laughs> no, we did. We definitely did. What? Are you sure? Did we? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how did we not? Did we never meet up for Black Widow? No, we did. We did. We did. Yeah, I'm like, did. fuck, man. I'm like, come on. I'm like, I definitely remember talking about Taskmaster. Don't fuck me up like that. <laughs> you see how gullible I am. I'm like, wait a second. I, I just still remember talking about Taskmaster. I just, I just went and looked. Yeah, okay. So anyway, like he was saying, he had a, he had some beef with Black Widow. I might have skipped his email. I'm talking about don't forget to read emails. I feel like he might have left an email for that, and maybe I missed it. Like multiple bullet point things on likes and dislikes on how I think I actually like more than you guys. Uh, anyways, also, I blame Black Widow since after braving the theaters for the first time in a year, I got sick from food poisoning because I wanted to see it opening weekend. Well, at least you get sick from COVID. <laughs> that's a plus. Yeah, that's a- uh, note to self and to anyone out there, no movie theater, popcorn, specifically the butter. 
No movie theater popcorn, specifically the butter. Never has. Oh, so don't just don't eat popcorn, I guess. Never had food poisoning in my life until then. And that has to be the worst feeling of sick ever. Anyways, wishing you guys well. And Michael, I wasn't saying I don't care about your job in my email in a couple weeks ago. Man, do you remember that? No. I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, I wanted to slap Jordan again in a lot of this past episode. And kind of you too. What? You would slap us? So many things wrong. But <laughs> I don't have the energy to list it. <laughs> funny uh, eventual Black Widow email so as I don't have much to say and Loki just that I liked it and Owen Wilson's voice is very relaxing to me wow uh, apparently because when he's been on screen on Mellow I just want to fall asleep okay now I'm really done okay bye P.S. just wondering other than Michael do you guys have a P.O. box for actual fan mail or vice versa uh, movies Jordan's spoiled Logan 2017 and Godzilla v. Kong 2021 it's a four year it's like the Olympics. Every four years, I spoil something. <laughs> uh, I don't have a P.O. box. Don't send me nothing. <laughs> uh, next iTunes review comes from Ramen Hibachi. Uh, this is what I mentioned before the podcast about uh, Long Halloween. It's a five-star review. And he says, the Batman Long Halloween. Hey, guys. I was wondering if you guys could review the Batman Long Halloween parts one and two. I was hesitant to watch it because of the art style, but these films are 10 DC animated or are 10 DC animated material. I also think these films are previews of what we might actually see in the new live action film in 2022 because both are grounded detective stories. P.S. I like how you guys play anime openings before the review and random music at the end of the podcast. Uh, it's not random. It's uh, it's whatever topics whatever we're discussing. We say, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it is whatever song we might be singing during the podcast. I remember. Um but uh, but yeah, we I do have the Michael seen part one. I haven't seen either, but I do want to. So maybe I'll I say maybe I'm I'm gonna hold myself to watching part one and two by next week, so we can review those along with what if, and along with some free guy spoilers. Should we even review free guy? Maybe we should just wait. Make this a tight podcast. Just two two topics. All right, we can wait. All right, let's wait. So we're just gonna talk about Suicide Squad. Let's wait a while yeah. before it's too late. Yeah, we'll give our general impressions, but we won't go into a full review. Before we spoil the... Because you know I can't not talk. Spoilers. <laughs> We're going to try really hard to keep each other in check. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's it for iTunes reviews, though. And the email I'm going to save to after Suicide Squad talk. So with that being said, let's just jump right into Suicide Squad review. Robert Dubois is in prison for putting Superman in the ICU. I'm not joining your suicide squad. We'll see. Let's meet your team. And for those that know, don't know already since been here on Blurred Vision, I will drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable. And then you have less than passable and more than passable. Thank you, Kachapon. Uh, so, Suicide Squad. The sequel slash reboot to the 2016 or was it 2015 movie? Whatever. The David Ayer movie that people were clamoring for a David Ayer cut, even though... Do you really think that movie has... <laughs> has more to offer than what was there that's what i'm saying <laughs> release the air cut and i'm like but why like we've seen the extended and i've just seen more awkward it's not it's scenes. not like 
it's not like the Zack Snyder where literally his movie was like stripped away. Like the air cuts just maybe like added scenes and things that, that were taken out of the movie that makes the movie longer. But ultimately, the Suicide Squad was still his vision. And maybe, you know, pop music. There's a lot of pop music in there that probably wasn't yeah, that, his thing. Only that. Like more scenes with the Joker, things like that. But ultimately, it's the same story with the Chantress doing her fucking... <laughs> with her fucking wacky wailing and flinging yeah. arm dance. And then like even David Ayer came out and was like, yeah, I should probably should have made it about the Joker. Them going after and stopping the Joker, not... That movie was flawed in its own premise. The fact that the Suicide Squad's mission was to stop someone from the Suicide Squad from destroying shit. It's like, it's just, just one rewrite pass is all that fucking script needed to be like, maybe we should not have, if, if we're going to use the Enchantress, maybe uh, 26, not her. 2016. 2016. Maybe not have her be the part of the Suicide Squad before the movie starts, you know, just not to have them seem like idiots. <laughs> just like, nah, it's fine. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm like, this whole release. We thing. have to kill Superman. So so anyway, what we're going to do is we have a girl with a bat. We're going to have a dude that, that throws boomerangs. At least in this movie, the Deadshot equivalent, they even it's in the trailer, so it's not spoilers, but they they straight out say that he shot Superman and put in the ICU with a kryptonite bullet. So at least the premise of we need a team that is strong enough to defeat a superpower being like Superman kind of makes sense. You know what I'm saying? They at least establish that it's Ish. possible. Because it's only because... I guess Superman didn't see it coming or whatever. You didn't see oh, that coming? Snipe, you know? That's yeah. the point of a sniper, right? So, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I feel like that would be like... And it was funny. They they do more to establish that this team could theoretically be capable of taking down a superpower being like Superman, even with the finale. But they focus on it less. Like, they never even mention that again. It's only if you watch the first movie and go like, oh, that was the point of this team, wasn't it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like... They don't even, yeah, they don't reference they don't, the first movie. Yeah. They don't even touch on it. They make it a point. There's Harley Quinn, there's Captain Boomerang, and there's Rick Flagg in this. But when they say, oh my God, we're all friends and we know each other. Yeah, how do you know each other? Don't talk, we don't talk yeah, about it. Yeah, we don't that. talk about we it. Don't, we don't discuss <laughs> dancing enchanters bullshit and the weird but eye putties that were like <laughs> running around that town. Bro, there's some weirdness with eyes going on, but we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a good point. It's a weird theme going on with eyes in the Suicide Squad. Either there's too many eyes or not enough eyes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's just break it open. Let's talk about non-spoilers first and give our ratings before we jump into spoilers. Um, I think it's safe to say that neither of us were... I, think, I, I reviewed that original Suicide Squad movie on this podcast, but I think it's safe to say that, especially with hindsight, that movie was bad. It definitely could have been a lot better considering where the DCEU is at now. Like, it, seeing the potential of things like Zack Snyder's Justice League, seeing things like Shazam, Aquaman, that was probably the worst DC movie, if not Wonder Woman 1984, and there's a, there's a strong argument for either of them. <laughs> so, bringing in James Gunn, especially coming off the heels of that crazy controversy he was going through back in... I don't remember what year, but a couple of years ago, where he got temporarily fired from Disney at the height of the Me Too movement and all of the, oh, you got to be PC. It's PC gone mad. <laughs> um, bringing him in and having giving him basically full control over this movie and bringing some of his wacky comedic stylings and, and hyper-violence uh, to, to the DC universe, especially in an R-rated DC movie where he's unchained in a way that he's never been unchained uh, at Marvel and Disney. So is it? Yeah, he, even said, he even said, "Like, yeah, DC didn't bother me for 
which is which is rare. They learned their lesson after the first Suicide Squad and BVS and Justice League. It's a lot, actually. <laughs> and kind of Wonder Woman, because remember, they wanted to take out a certain scene. They didn't want the No um, Man's Land scene. and The best scene. Yeah. <laughs> Can we put a cheetah in this scene instead of the No Man's Land scene? No. <laughs> Save it for the sequel. Um, but yeah, so it's 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 go i mean even from the trailers you can kind of get the impression that like a lot of these things seem one-to-one the guardians of the galaxy it, the joke being even leading up to this movie that it's kind of the dc's version of guardians of the galaxy i mean you've got direct comparisons between like the the sharpshooters the star lord you got the dead shot or what's the new idris elba's character's name not blood sport blood sport it's, it's basically dead shot <laughs> it's just different adjectives <laughs> Uh, that's kind of a Star Lord. You've got King Shards, kind of your Groot. You know, you got your Harley Quinns, kind of your Gamora type. You know, you've got all these archetypes kind of parallel with the with the characters from Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but was able to kind of uh, uh, elevate that that formula, or did it just kind of stagnate? That's kind of the question going into this. And I, w- I had high hopes because I, I like James Gunn as a director, and I think he's got a strong vision. But I was a little bit worried that this was just going to be a like copy and paste Guardians of the Galaxy job. Um, so I guess I'll just give my general thoughts as much as I Continuing the DC curse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and especially when you know there's so many reasons why this should have sucked. I mean, the, when you're coming off the heels of a terrible first movie, and you are trying to quasi or reboot the movie while creating a sequel like it that's a that's a juggling act for a writer so um there's a lot of opportunity for him to fuck that up uh and that being said uh, i, I was, didn't realize nathan fillion was in this movie yes he was <laughs> i didn't realize that was i didn't realize that was him oh really in the trailers yeah, no oh, oh yeah in my mind he was um captain hammer from um, uh, dr horrible sing-along blog <laughs> His power was weird. It was either arm yeah, power, yeah, right? Like weird. what the fuck? It's not even the good power. Like it wasn't just his arm, but any body part, including his dick. Yeah. <laughs> he would be the best at Dick Fight Island. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So I guess I'll use my general thoughts first. Uh, yeah, just from the very opening scene, they did a lot in this movie to kind of drill down on the premise in a way the first never was able to. The first movie was kind of Suicide Squad in name only. It was really Slipknot's gonna die the movie. It was not really a Suicide Squad. <laughs> um, and this movie, they do a great job of like no one's safe. It gives you that kind of Game of Thrones vibe where you don't know who's gonna survive. And they do something in the very first opening scenes that make you go, oh, yeah, I have no idea who's gonna survive this. Um, very unexpected. So I was wow. happy that they did that. I knew they weren't killing Harley Quinn. <laughs> well, Harley Quinn, she's un- she's she got too many movies she gotta get into. Yeah. Like, no, nah, she's she's untouchable. But every other character, basically, even characters that might have been from the last movie, they're not safe. Um, so it it right off the bat created a much, I think, more tense vibe that that kind of carried throughout the movie. So every time there's a, a a fight scene, even though a lot of them were played for laughs, there was still that. Those moments of like, like there was moments where King Shark, for example, got bit by some some little cute rainbow fish creatures, and I'm like, is he gonna? Did he die? <laughs> like, like I mean, you get scared even from something that seems like a joke. Like you know what I mean? Like in any other movie, I wouldn't be like, could King Shark get killed by a rainbow fish? But in this movie, because it's so wacky and over the top, and they've established that yes, anyone can die. Yeah, you're thinking like, holy shit, is this how they're gonna kill off King Shark? <laughs> um, but. I think where James Gunn's strength in this is that he was able to bring out the humor of the characters in a way that no 
especially the last Suicide Squad movie wasn't able to, but I don't think any other DC movies have been able to balance the the violent nature of hardcore DC maturity plus the the wacky, wacky lighthearted nature of uh, uh, of you know his writing. But having Harley Quinn probably be the best in this movie than she was even in in her solo movie is impressive. They made her seem genuinely like uh, insane genuinely genuinely uh unpredictable you don't know which direction she's gonna go in she does some things in this movie where i'm like what is this where's this going oh she's fucking crazy that's where it's going <laughs> um they do a good job of of uh making you look left when you should be looking right so even characters like that i didn't expect to love like uh rat catcher 2 they bring some emotion to these characters. They bring actual heart and character development to these Suicide Squad characters. So you genuinely don't want to see them die, which I can't say for any of the previous characters in the first Suicide Squad. Maybe Deadshot? Maybe? But even Idris Elba, You don't want El Di- you, you, you wanted El Diablo to die? He was the greatest character ever. <laughs> I don't want my new family to die, homies. It's like, didn't we just meet you today? Like... <laughs> Man, you are really clingy, bro. Yeah, no, it just wasn't believable. They, and they never do that in this movie. They, there is a camaraderie that is built throughout the course of the movie between characters like uh, Bloodsport and Ratcatcher. And they do, but they do a great job of kind of uh, taking wherever their story beats are and relating it to each other. So Idris Elba's story is basically Deadshot again. His, 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 it's exactly a, co- a copy yes, and paste. The same, yeah. He's got a daughter. He's estranged from her. He's in jail. Like, same thing. But they do a better job in this because they they tie it back to the main story where in that movie, his backstory kind of just lived and died in that flashback in the beginning. Deadshot, I mean. But in this movie, not only do they have those moments uh, that I think are better characterization for him and his daughter, but then you see that Ratcatcher is kind of a surrogate daughter. Um, he, he kind of uh, becomes protective of her in a way that he'd be protective of his daughter. And I thought that was really like that, that really poignant. So by the time I get to the finale, I really cared about those two characters especially. Even characters that you don't even know anything about, like, like um, Polka Dot Man. And the dude that plays him from Ant-Man uh, Demolchin is his name, something like yeah. that. Ralph Demolchin, Demolchin, Dave, David, David Demolchin. Uh, he's definitely a character actor. Very, I think he he's best when he's playing the quirky, weird character, which he is in this. He's got a weird quirk where he sees his mother he's, everywhere. Yeah. He's got mommy issues to the tenth power, um, and he makes you endear. I mean, you know, they 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 give each character one one thing that makes them memorable and makes them uh it creates an emotional tie between the audience and and their their backstories even as a character like john cena as peacemaker i love the fact that he's like captain america gone he's a better patriot not patriot uh uh he's uh uh, john walker yeah he's he's a better john walker yeah he's what i want john walker to become (laughs) that's what it's supposed supposed to be yeah i love peace so much ish kill for peace <laughs> there was a, and he, he made a Dick Fight Island joke where he's like, if this whole if this whole island was covered in dicks, and if it was for freedom, I would say, how many dicks do I have to eat? Like, it's like, wow, did he listen to our podcast? Um, but it's funny, and it's because of James Gunn's humor, these characters are genuinely endearing. Um, even when they do fucking terrible things, because that's another thing. Like I said, even though they do balance the humor well in this, they don't str- like shy away from the fact these are really terrible people, yeah, and they do I mean, terrible they're, things. They're villains, yes. But meanwhile, in the other Suicide Squad movie, I feel like they try to romanticize the villains more so. 
even the Joker being boyfriend Joker and Diablo like killed his family, but at the end of it, but it's okay because you're my family now. Like, no, you're insane. You just met us and you murdered your family, sir. <laughs> um so like just overall, they I think they just did a much better job with all the characters. Even though even even though the plot itself, by the time you get to the third act, and it's not a spoiler because they've they've spoiled the Starro reveal in so many different ways in the advertising for this. Um, Starro is in the finale. Uh, it once again feels like too big of a scale for the Suicide Squad to to handle, but they do do a good job of uh, making a twist in that fight that makes you go, oh, okay. I, I like the, the small things. It's it's an unexpected thing where the underdogs, you can see how they might be victorious. And it's like, I have questions. How strong is that versus how weak is Starro? But <laughs> but I'll, 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 I'll buy it because I, I thought emotionally what James was able to do with the story and how that, uh, that story beat played out with a great cameo from Taika Waititi. Uh, I guess he's just a friend of everyone in Hollywood because he shows yes, up in a lot of movies. Yeah, he's a free guy. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's just like, hey, you want a quirky guy? I'm here. I'm there for it. He's in Mandalorian. Yeah. He directed Mandalorian. Yeah, and it was the robot in the yeah. Mandalorian. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just thought that this movie had no right to be as good as it was in terms of uh, how much emotion they're able to bring to a lot of these Z-list characters. These aren't even like... Like, I've at least heard of Groot. You know what I mean? Like, I have knew of Groot. Okay, big tree guy. I've seen him in, car- in like, uh, comics here and there. And I've seen... I've also seen him. He was in the cartoon. He was in the cartoon, yeah. So, you got, like, little glimpses of him in, in pop culture. But, like, who... Like, Polka Dot Man. Fucking, yeah, I've never heard of any of these characters. No, the, the Mongol-looking chick. The Javelin guy. The arm dude. Like, it's like James Gunn was like, okay, I want to have no studio interference. So give me every character you know for yeah, a fact you'll never use. Characters. Yeah, like you'll never use any of these characters in anything. So I get full reign on those. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I'd give this, and I can't, I think this might be, is it my favorite DC movie? In some ways it is. In terms of an overall movie, from start to finish, I feel like it's probably consistently the strongest. Right? I mean, I'll wait for your review for that answer, but I, I feel like it's it's comparable to my favorites. I like Man of Steel for different reasons. You don't like Man of Steel, so it's not even a thing for you. Um, I like Wonder Woman for different reasons, but the third act was way weak. Um, Shazam was funny, but it didn't have strong... Uh, uh, it didn't the action scenes didn't stick with me the way some of these action scenes stuck with me in this and I didn't even think some of the emotional beats in this were more resonant than the Shazam so I, I think this has a, a strong I can't believe I'm saying this but it's, it's a strong contender for probably the best DC EU movie so far so for the, the magic trick that James Gunn pulled I, I gotta give this perfect vision I, I didn't even think I was gonna get perfect vision just now I'm like uh, talking it out I'm like I guess I kinda have to there's not really negatives I can think of and even fucking um I didn't talk about Viola Davis as, as Amanda Waller, but she fucking yeah. They they have way more of her in this movie, and she's fucking and more unhinged. villainous. And I was gonna say like <laughs> she's the real villain. I, I was literally just about to say the villain is Starro, but the real villain is Amanda Waller. Yeah, to the point where even her underlings are like, "Can you believe this bitch?" Right? Like when your minions are going like, "Yo, this bitch is kind of tripping, right?" Like <laughs> she's going too far, right? <laughs> Amanda Waller is the real villain. Yeah, like I loved, I, I loved it. I would love to see if in the Suicide or the Suicide Squad too, if they elaborate on that more. You know, what I mean, like kind of like just like passed over it by the end. Like it, 
things happen with that, but they don't like go into it. Will there be a part two? <laughs> I hope so. And I hope it's a part two with James Gunn because I don't see anyone else um, being able to juggle these characters the way he can. He's, he's adept at juggling quirky characters that uh, also have a penchant for violence. <laughs> and I'm glad this is R-rated because I've never, this is extreme. I've never seen death in a superhero movie to this season. Even like Logan. Logan was rated Deadpool even, right? Like yeah. Deadpool wasn't as violent. Not as. Maybe the second one. Like with Juggernaut ripped him in half. Oh, yeah. But King but that Shark was did it, that too. That, yeah, but that was it. King Shark was eating people. <laughs> he was literally eating people. I was going to say, I think I feel like that's the mo- that was the most gra- graphic yeah, moment. Yeah, that, that Juggernaut he got, scene. He got ripped in half, yeah. But meanwhile, they do that every five minutes and Suicide Squad, so I think this is worse. <laughs> but yeah, so that's uh, that's my rating. What did you think? Um, Yeah, like... <laughs> I love this movie, and I'm gonna go come right out and just say I'm gonna give it a perfect. I'm gonna gonna give it a perfect vision, and it is my favorite of the DC EU movies. I had to think about it before because I was like, I really like same thing. I really like Wonder Woman. I really like Shazam. And I'm like, eh, I'm just coming off the hype of the movie. I gotta give it give it some time. It's been some time. This is my favorite. Yeah. Of all the DC movies, Mm. and it had it didn't have the sex, but it had the blood, gore, and magic. Because superheroes, it's magic. There I was sex. Eh, not really. There was. Harley Quinn. I mean, they fucked. that wasn't a sex scene. That was like a kissing scene. Couldn't show it. <laughs> they, they heavily implied it. <laughs> Whatever. Blah. That was, that's, like, that unless a, I see ass. That doesn't count. Unless and I see dick ass, and dick, and titties. <laughs> I want to see that in my heart. Our Harley Quinn movie. <laughs> so... Yeah, no, no sex. Okay, as a cow, <laughs> a kid could watch that scene and be like, "Yeah, mommy, they're they're having fun." I mean, it's even though that, there, there were, were kids. well, yeah, which, there were which, kids which, in the theater. Even though there's this movie should not be for kids. There were kids in our screening, so I don't know what. I mean, those are great parents because I would take my kids to. I think our generation would because we I, growing up we got scarred a lot by the things we used to watch. Yeah, like oh, don't watch that. No, fucking watch it. I don't yeah. care. Like you're gonna fuck when you get up when you get older. Like. <laughs> And, logic that is or, or even we're cursing like oh it's a bad word say say the fucking word yeah, like just I, yeah i don't care don't say it in front of your yeah just don't say it don't say it at school yeah <laughs> but yeah i thought this movie was fun and yeah james gunn does a great job in balancing an ensemble cast because i feel like in the first suicide squad movie it was really just harley quinn and blood and dead blood shot. Yeah. <laughs> see, see? Yeah. it's the same fucking day yeah even the costumes look similar yeah. <laughs> Uh, Harley Quinn and Deadshot. It was just their movie, but in terms of everybody else, there was no character development, and you really got nothing from them. But at least yeah. in this movie, wait, what about Killer Croc? And he loves BET. <laughs> racist. <laughs> so there was none of that racism in, in this. Yeah. <laughs> Not and, me, Shawty. <laughs> yeah, like you didn't see King Shark asking for a bucket of fried chicken. No. Did the Sylvester Stallone of it all? I mean, you could tell you? it was him. But no, I, I liked. But I know I like. It, it kind of went away after the first like line. Yeah, like I, he kind of melted into the role after that. I do wish they made him more like. I'm thinking because I'm thinking of uh, King Shark in uh, Apocalypse War. Oh, Apocalypse War. Yeah, he was more intelligent. I'm trying to think in Apocalypse War. I don't remember him in Apocalypse War. Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Oh, that's right. Okay, now I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even in the Flash, you can see him, him and Constantine was fucking. I'm like, yeah, give me that scene. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> now I remember. It was like, you fucking Harley Quinn? No, am I crazy? And it was like, oh, it's King Shark. Yeah. <laughs> 
like talk about a shared universe. I yeah. want to see that shared universe. This King Shark is more like frumpy and like goofy. Yeah. Like he's all like round. Right. <laughs> You're my friend. <laughs> New big dumb friend. <laughs> so he's basically the Hulk. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a cross between Groot and Hulk for sure. And uh, what was I saying? So yeah, uh, he did a great job balancing all the individual teammates. Like every single character got their moment to shine. Yeah. And you got backstory from every single character to the point that it made you care about every single character, mm -hmm. unlike the first Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. Sure. Where it's like, if I walk out of this movie and I'm like, I want to see more from Polka Dot Man, then you did a fucking great job. Because I'm yeah. like, who can't like Polka Dot? Who the fuck? Like when I when I first saw this person in the trap, I was like, oh, he's definitely gonna die. There were a lot of good twists. In this and movie. and speaking of, like you mentioned, like there were characters that you you nobody felt safe. There were characters that you were expecting to live that didn't live. Mm. Characters you expected to die that that didn't die. And there was there were characters. It's not a spoiler. Whatever. No, I'm gonna say it because <laughs> I'm like, well, the movie, well, the movie's already out. But I'm like, you knew characters like a Pete Davidson. You know, I was like, he's dead. Who the fuck is Pete Davidson? Uh, Ariana Grande's boyfriend oh the kid with the blonde hair yeah the kid with the blonde hair oh i didn't know what he was everybody on the internet knew he was gonna die Man, what was his power even i don't remember what steven say what his power was i don't know they didn't say what his power was yeah. i'm like everybody on the internet knew he was gonna die so it was like certain characters like you knew they're like they're not long for this world but yeah that's it was very rare in that sense because like for the most part you were just like oh yes this character's like oh shit they killed them yeah like so I, I enjoyed that. And I was like from from like you said, from from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So that's what kept you on the edge of your seat. Like it actually lived up to his name, Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad. Yeah. And yeah, like I, I really loved uh like I mentioned, how they uh when you talked about it, how they gave Viola Davis way more to do. She mm -hmm. was more of a presence, she was more of a menacing presence in this, and they used Viola Davis's acting prowess. Mm -hmm like adequately like she wasn't just because in the what first suicide squad movie she was just there in like the beginning and then they had to rescue her somehow for whatever reason she was there yeah. she was she ended up being the mission it's like what what the fuck <laughs> it, was, it was stupid like yeah. they put some james gonna put some respect on amanda waller's name yeah because she's fucking crazy yeah <laughs> um but also i i enjoy you know james gun loves his like 70s Oh, Rock, soundtracks. Yeah, soundtrack. Yeah. But he's it, always just pulling things out of his playlist. Like. Yeah, but I loved it. It worked for the movie. Like, unlike much better than the last yeah, movie. Yeah, I was gonna say, unlike the last movie, where it's like this, I don't feel like, or even in uh Justice League, I feel like to some extent, I was like, I feel like I don't think this song works here. Mm. Like the moment where Aquaman was oh, walking towards the water. Yeah. That song was playing. And I'm not talking about the girl singing. I'm talking I, about the I song. I don't like Zack Snyder's playlist. Yeah, the song <laughs> I was playing. I'm like, yeah, this song doesn't feel right. Yeah. But every song. And the Suicide Squad felt appropriate yeah, fit. for yeah for the thing, and then not only just that, but like I like how James Gunn had fun with the like the cinematography and moments of eight minutes oh, later. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. The yeah. mission, like the fire would change, like we're going here, and then they'd be like, actually, we should probably do this, and then yeah. the fire would change. I was like, that's cute, like a filmmaking uh, quirk. Yeah, put that in unworthy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, well, yeah. And uh, I feel like in terms of like Margot Robbie, I feel like this is her best performance mm -hmm, yeah. as Harley Quinn. Better than her solo movie somehow. <laughs> better, yeah, better than her solo movie. And she, they, she was in the movie a lot, but she didn't overtake the movie. And that's something I was afraid of because mm. of everything. You know, she's like the biggest name in the movie. Yeah. I felt like she was going to, she would overtake the movie. It they kind of gave her, her own little mini movie within this movie because she they was did. separate from the squad for a long time. They, they gave her her own mini movie, but it didn't take over. No. If anything, I think it was better because it gave the other characters time to interact and shine. Yes. 
Because if she was there, it would be it would be a Harley Quinn show because she's like the center of attention, you know. And then even with that, I feel like none of the characters really took over the the Suicide Squad aspect in the storyline of the movie. Like, yes, you could say that it was Idris Elba's plot and movie, and it was really for him. Like, he was the main star of the movie, but at the same time, it wasn't really no. It was was a true ensemble. Yeah, it was a true ensemble, and I would probably say Peacemaker. And King Shark are my two favorite characters in this. Yeah, Peacemaker's complex. I, I like him and I hate him. Like <laughs> Same. And, and when, they, had, fir- when oh, they first announced that he was getting his own HBO Max movie, I was like, mm, why? Yeah. yeah. After this, I'm like, give it to me now. Like, I want it. it. I'm really interested to see what it's about, especially given how his story ends in this. They did a great job of... The little bit they talked about yeah, relationship. Since we're in the non-spoiler section, I'm not going to say if it's a prequel or a sequel, but yeah, but it the little, is coming. The little bit they did with establishing his relationship to other military characters like Bloodsport and Rick Flag, especially, like the, the payoff in that relationship was something I didn't even expect. So I'm interested to see how that would carry over in his yeah. movie. Yeah, I would hope. So. I would, or not movie, his series. I would hope. Then they're elaborated with pre with. with I was gonna say if if if, if 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 his uh, show was going to be a sequel, I would hope to see flashbacks. More, yeah, fl- not not just flashbacks, but like more of more of a relationship between. I would I would like to see basically I would like to see Edris Alba show up mm. in in the show. I would also like to see Rick Flag show up if, if they had flashbacks or anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, but did did they really have? They didn't really have a relationship. Uh, I thought they did kind of have a relationship, where they knew of each other, right? Did they? I thought they did. I don't remember. I could have swore they did. Or at least they're maybe I'm just thinking about their their military uh, mentalities clashing. Maybe that's what I'm, I'm thinking about. I thought they they I had think like they a knew rep- of each other. Yeah, they knew of each other. Knew each other. Oh, I thought they had met her or something before that. Maybe I'm, I could be wrong. I, this is two weeks ago. Yeah, I saw I was, two weeks ago. Maybe, maybe they did. But yeah, overall, like I have, I have fun with this movie. And yeah, James Gunn did a great job. And not just because this movie wasn't just a comedy. This movie wasn't just action. This movie wasn't just violent. But it, like it was, it was, it was all of the above. It was a comedy. Yeah. It was the action movie. It was the ultra violent movie. And it's a movie that had some heart. So it was, and it was great. Like it didn't feel the the shifting in tones and things like that didn't feel jarring. It was like, yeah. oh, this came out of nowhere. When you can make me feel emotional for Polka Dot Man and his mommy issues. You know what I mean? Like the, or the rat cat, rat catcher too. I'm yeah, like, yeah, rat catcher too. <laughs> like these most zealous of zealous characters. I feel like after this movie, their profiles are gonna rise a little bit. They're gonna go up the alphabet. <laughs> yeah, and they should. Uh, so let's jump into spoilers. Oh wait, would you rate it? Perfect vision. Yeah, I said perfect. Oh, okay, all right. So let's jump into spoilers. Um, let's just start. Oh, with- I will say oh, my, my, the one one criticism I do have, like you said, I feel like I don't know. Maybe it's a movie thing, but I don't understand why. They keep having the Suicide Squad fight these giant fucking threats. Mm. Especially considering it's spectacle. To, That's really the reason. <laughs> yeah, especially considering it's supposed to be like. I feel like if you save the world, you you should get out of jail. Like that's your automatic get out of jail free card. There's no, oh yeah, you're still going back to jail. Like the whole point of the Suicide yeah. Squad was to is to do missions that take years off your sentence. Not even just that, but like do missions that the rest of the world, like the the world doesn't and, know about. Yeah, okay. doesn't know about, and that it can't be traced back to the government. Yeah, but I'm you're like, on TV. <laughs> yeah, I'm like if you're fighting a giant fucking kaiju monster. Yeah. 
literally on TV. Yeah, it's literally on like, TV. That's my dad. The new, yeah, <laughs> like it's clearly going to be associated. Like that could be traced back to like Amanda Waller and everything like that. Because yeah. it's like, how did they get out of jail? Like that's not the that's yeah. not the point of the Was suicide. Quinn there? And, how did she get there? Like, yeah. <laughs> and then not only just that, but like if you're fighting all of this giant spectacle is on the news and everybody's talking about it i'm like why didn't the justice league put like it literally where took, are they yeah <laughs> starro specifically that's what created the justice league yeah and so you got the suicide and they mentioned superman in this world so i'm yeah. like superman's not pulling out especially considering it's all over the news yeah. it's taking over this entire island yeah. people are dying and it's close to to metropolis and gotham because in BVS, they established at like Corto Maltese. That's where uh, Doomsday was going with the new court ever, right? It was it was near there. I don't remember. Oh. Well, like when they flew to a certain part and they were fighting, like, there's no one around. Don't worry. It was like, I think they were at Corto Maltese or near it or something like that. So it's close. Um, either way, but Superman should have showed up. He can fly faster than light. Yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like the whole Justice League was watching TV like, should we go down there? <laughs> nah, they, they, don't, they don't have the budget. Yeah, and Flash too. Like, he's literally the Flash. It was yeah. like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> So that's my only real my only real gripe. Well, let me pick back off of that. And as we're getting into spoilers, um, I'll just say it right now. Spoilers, guys. Spoilers. If you haven't seen the movie, skip ahead. iTunes description has its timestamps, blah, blah, blah. But they kill Starro by the end of this. And like like you said, that like Starro and Darkseid are like the two or two of the biggest heavy hitters villains, right? In the DC universe. Two of, uh, yeah. There are others, but like Mongol. And- yeah. And Starro's really recognizable. So to kill Starro yeah, off like I said, that's the, that's the person that created the Justice League in the whatever, the how, whatever, 40s or whatever. Yeah. They didn't even like have like a little post credit scene where like one star survived or something. You know what I mean? At least keep it like po- the possibility there. Yeah. You got, and most of them. On the Suicide Squad, they don't have powers, most no. of them. Even no. like Ratcatcher, she doesn't have power. She has a device. That, yeah, that controls rats. Yeah. Yeah. And that's my next thing. The fact that... And yeah, I didn't how, see that coming. How powerful are these rats? How strong are rats, <laughs> number one? And it grants a whole city full yeah, of rats. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a lot and of it, them, but it's still like... It's like, so many rats that you cover a kaiju. But even rats biting Starro's body... That did damage. He was fucking like, oh, yeah, sh- oh. Shouldn't it break the rat's teeth? Isn't this thing like, it survives in space. So shouldn't it be fucking bulletproof and durable? You would think you'd be like Superman durable, right? Yeah. With its skin, but no, no, rats could kill it. So I'm like. For, for, for the plot. Yeah, so I'm like, how strong are, but, but I like the twist of that because when you thought, and I even said it out loud, we were sitting next to each other. So I even said it out loud when it was happening. But I was like, okay. I see what's gonna happen here. How the fuck are they gonna fight Starro? Because we got, you know, got we got Bloodsport, we got Harley Quinn, we got King Shark. I mean, what are they gonna do? But I'm like, oh wait, Polka Dot Man is still here. And they've established throughout this movie that his powers are kind of open. It's like almost like he can shoot polka dot acid things. It's like yeah, a, a virus like they or whatever. Literally can vaporize you. Yeah, and it's an interdimensional virus. So it's like, oh, that seems like something that maybe could counteract Starro. And they they James Gunn, he's such a good writer that he knows that's what you'll be thinking. So then when he when they do the moment where it's like his big superhero moment, he he uh he just elbow tells him like Hulk, Hulk smash! He tells King Shark the nom noms, he tells Polka Dot Man to, to, to shoot him or whatever. And that's your mother, which is a great fucking hilarious beat, and he sees it his mother in giant kaiju form yeah. <laughs> and he shoots Starro and it, it does damage. You see like it's basically melting Starro's leg and it's like, oh, this is going to be the turnaround. Polkadot's man going to be the MVP and he turns to each other and like, I'm, I'm a, a superhero. Dead. <laughs> it's like, oh shit. <laughs> and that's Suicide Squad in a nutshell. That, that like, very Game of Thrones of like, oh, he's going to do this. Oh, he's dead now. Now what? <laughs> 
And there were moments in there where I'm like, who are they gonna like? What's gonna happen here? Are they gonna not win? Like, what's? I didn't really think they weren't gonna no, win. I, I knew they were gonna win. But, but the but fact that they did, they did. But sell I was just the like, moment. how? <laughs> yeah, they did sell the moment of like it. It was like everything was falling apart. Like King Shark got. Do you think King? They had the Avengers moment. That was the Avengers moment of like Hulk smash, Iron Man fly, and they all go off and fight. But then it just goes completely wrong, and they're about to die. <laughs> That's when Rock Catcher Two comes out. She's like, no, I'm the true hero. And this is the thing that I'm gonna complain about in He Man, but here it works. It could have been a thing where you make Ratcatcher like, oh, girl power. Oh, she's just the best. And they don't matter what she says. Everybody's just like, you're so smart. You're so talented. You're so strong. But they didn't do that. She's the underdog. And they they make her likable. They make her actually have a, a, a backstory that you can vibe with, that you understand, that you kind of feel like. And Taika Waititi and his little cameo as her father does a great job. But I, I forget what he said to her exactly in that flashback. Um, but it, it made me feel for her and, and her character. So when she's the like the the unexpected MVP at the end, I'm not like, oh, it's too fucking woke or oh, strong women and their gender. No, it was done well. It was and that's a strong female character. Theoretically, the strongest female on the entire team, the strongest I person. I still on that don't team. know how her powers work. You know, flute powers and calling rats. Because and- even when she didn't have the device, that rat was still like sentient. The one that was like always on her shoulder. Yeah, that's a good point. I was like, how does this work? <laughs> She's just trying that rat really well. That's yeah. all. And I saw really funny memes where that's the rat from the Avengers uh, that, that saved the Avengers in Endgame. <laughs> what, speaking of what, like, rat saved the world in this and the rat saved the world in Endgame. I'm like, what, what is their thing with rats? Like, what yeah, is, what is, is Master Splinter like the producer of these movies? He's like, I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to fix rat awareness. Yeah. <laughs> the rat, rat lives perception. matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I just think that, that that was a really well done twist with a character that I didn't expect to be as powerful as she was. But I'm not sitting there across my arms like, she shouldn't be that strong. No. I am just saying this because I'm like, I have to keep stressing, also I like w- strong women, guys. It <laughs> also makes me wonder, if she's that fucking strong, how'd she get in jail? <laughs> like... <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good point. Because rats are everywhere. She, she probably fell asleep and they couldn't wake her up. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they took her to jail and she never woke up until she woke up in the cell and she didn't have her device anymore. That's the only, the only explanation. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and even that was a really cute quirk where she would like go into a really deep sleep and the king shark tried to eat her. <laughs> Nom noms. You want to eat your friends, right? <laughs> no. There's <laughs> <laughs> so many cute moments in this movie. Um, but talking about John Cena and and uh, Peacemaker and Rick Flag, like, did you see that coming? No, not even just that, but Captain Boomerang too. In the, yeah, in the first scene and yeah. on the beach, like not realizing that that was the B squad of the Suicide Squad. <laughs> but at that moment where he turns around and like the helicopter explodes and the shrapnel or whatever is like in his body and the fire engulfs him, he's smiling and laughing. I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It kind of was not necessarily looking forward to seeing more Jai Courtney in this <laughs> but so using him as like the expendable character that does establish and that he, oh he, shit he, he was Slipknot basically yes but he actually deserves to die because he got Slipknot killed well yeah slip, well, Slipknot was trash anyway like, and he was but he was when I told him like yeah broke we should totally run right now and Slipknot was like yeah you're right and then he immediately dies so I'm like that was karma <laughs> that's why you died first <laughs> but that whole opening scene with fucking um, uh, Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker. Like, I love that. Where he's like, you think he's the badass? And he's, she's like, my guy. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, <"Turn> around. <laughs> and she's like, turn around. <laughs> like, yeah. 
<laughs> and that was, I guess, poetic how he uh, ended up getting eaten by the bird and he killed the bird in the beginning. Yes, yes, I like that. Even the twist at the end where you thought Weasel drowned in the very first moment in the very beginning of the mission is like, does anyone Did anybody check, check to see if the weasel could swim? <laughs> yeah, are you serious? Yeah, that was and funny. And then, yeah, but I feel like I'm like, because I'm like, I feel like weasels can swim. Like, like I think about like an actual weasel. They're great swimmers. But he's not an actual weasel. He's a man. No, I'm like, nah. I, I don't like, even know. Actually, like I'm saying that. But I, I don't feel know. like he pretended to try to get out the mission. You think so? Uh, yeah. He played pop. The weasel played yeah, possum. He, he, yeah. <laughs> That would actually be genius. <laughs> um, and then the way it runs. Yeah, the, the cute little waddle he does at the end. It's a way, great way to end the movie. Uh, but yeah, the Rick so Flag. So I want more Weasel. I do. Yeah. I, if there's a sequel, I want to see Weasel in it. <laughs> but the Rick Flag and and uh, Peacemaker scene, that was brutal. Like, because at that at, by that time, I liked Rick Flag way more than I liked him in the first movie. Yes, that's what also made me, that's, that's the scene that also made me want a Peacemaker solo series. Why specifically? Because I was just like, I like this guy. Like, this guy's brutal. Mm. And he's, like, unhinged. And yeah. I like unhinged characters. But see, you say unhinged, and I get what you mean by unhinged. But I, what I liked about that moment is you could see that he regretted it. Like, after he did it. It's like, because he respect. Oh, that was it. He had respect for Rick Flagg because he was a military man. So he was basically like, don't let me do this, sir. Like, you know what I mean? He still had respect yeah, he, for him. Uh, the, yeah, the John Walker thing. You're, why are you making me do this? Yeah. So then when he kills him, you could see that look of, like, regret when he, like, when he sees it. And then what is yeah, he? Yeah, but he didn't, Flagg, have to, he didn't have to kill him. What did Rick Flagg say to him? He could have knocked him Peace out. Peace with a fucking joke or something like that? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, you could see that it hurt him. It, it actually resonated. He's like, fuck, damn. But they both tried to kill each other. They could have just knocked each other out. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but this is a suicide squad. So everybody's expendable. Um, but yeah, yeah and, and doubling back to that moment with um, King Shark that I mentioned in my non-spoiler review with the little fish things. I thought they killed him in that scene. I was like, is that they kill King Shark? <laughs> I was hoping. I was like, oh, come on. Like, don't do that to King Shark. <laughs> but it reminded me of that movie. Uh, and this is, a, this is a throwback. I'm pre- I'm pretty sure you haven't seen it, but Mom and Dad saved the world. No, I don't it was just like mushroom creature things that looked all cute. Yeah, and then when one of the characters tried to pet them, they turned into this like giant, not giant, but they like showed these sharp claws. Like what the fuck were they? Aliens? Like, I don't like they were. They, I'm were, assuming they were aliens. Because I'm like, what the? Because I mean, <laughs> it's, it's a facility where they got fucking Starro, so it's got to be alien. Mm. Speaking of Starro, how'd you feel about? Before we get to Starro, but how'd you feel about the Tinkerer in this? Because we've seen the Tinkerer in like the Flash. You mean a thinker? I said the Tinker. Yeah, yeah. I mean the Thinker. I mean. It wasn't. It wasn't Devoe, so it wasn't the same. No, it wasn't the same. But just because um, I like. But Capaldi. I liked him. I liked him better than fucking Devoe. <laughs> no, me too. Well, I like the actor for uh, Thinker in this. Uh, he's the twelfth Doctor in Doctor Who. Oh, he is. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he dies too, so it's not like he's gonna come back ever. But <laughs> but as an actor, I like him a lot, and he was he was pretty decent. Yeah, so I said I liked him better than the Flash, and I like that moment where he got tentacle raped by Sorrow, where he was like, "I could change. I swear, I'll change." <laughs> nah, <laughs> yeah. See that most. Multiple people got ripped apart in this. And I loved it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was with Starro. How do you feel about the execution of Starro? I feel like that could have been Justice League villain. Like, I mean, obviously he was in the comics, but even in this, how they played it out, I'm like, this could be the beginning of a movie, not the end of a movie. Yeah, that's why, that's why I was saying, like, I feel like they shouldn't be taking out these level, level of threats. And 
Like and I felt bad for Starro. They did a good job of like him being like he I just wanted to be left alone or something he, like yeah, that. As yeah, as he died, he was like he's talking through one of his uh zombie people and it was like I was I, I was happier I was, happy I was alone and, yeah. or something like that. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I feel bad for the Starro monster. So yeah, it's like he's lashing out because he got fucking kidnapped. Tortured like, yeah. for years. For human by humans. Yeah. Humans just kill them all. Yeah. And it's like you kind of just deserve it. <laughs> but I still don't know. I'm like, I get it's an alien, but how does his eye work? Like, how is Harley Quinn swim? Like, I f- that's that's another thing. Is that how eyeballs like, work, right? Like that's another thing. Eyeballs full like, of water, is that <laughs> well I was like, okay, that was kind of stupid. <laughs> well like she should at least stab him in the eye or something. The only reason I was like, all right, maybe this could work before the rat thing I was like the rat thing makes no sense like how strong are these rat bites but like the 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 spear is that guy is this is that the spear of Jesus the spear of Longinus like I don't know that character it's like what's ca- special about yeah, spear is it even, magical yeah they didn't even reveal that like, no but I like that too where he was like <laughs> oh I, I love your accents like all American women do is like yeah cause we don't got nuns <laughs> I love James Gunn's humor. I'm about to look at look up look up his neck because I'm like, yeah, is the sphere magical? It felt magical, like the yeah, way we didn't see it. It didn't do anything magical. Yeah, we didn't, it didn't do anything magical. Though the scene where she used uh, Harley Quinn use it in the action scene was dope. Like I liked that action scene more than the one take action scene that she had in her movie. Mm, I will, yeah, I will, well, I will say like her action scene in this movie particular that was my least favorite because I felt like it was too. Straightforward. It was there was too many cuts. Oh, too many cuts. Yeah, like uh, she would throw a punch. It would cut. She would the kick. It would cut. She would jump. It would cut. Yeah. I'm like, okay, what's happening? Yeah. What? Where's the focus? Yeah. Like even that sequence, I love because it was just like they go to rescue her and she ends up rescuing herself. And she's like, yeah, I, I like back. I like the sequence, but yeah. the actual action, I was like, eh, they could have did this better. Like I, f- I feel like they did it. It's like, oh, I guess Margot Robbie couldn't fully train for it, so they just mm. had to compromise stunt double what the fuck yeah. <laughs> but even still like they didn't you couldn't really make out the stunt double it was like cut yeah. cut 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 well, how'd cut. you how'd you feel about uh her her b-plot with that random foreign dude who is like the the dictator of that country and just like she he just has so much respect for harley quinn and her chaos and loves her and wants to marry her and then she shoots him in the fucking head <laughs> it was funny but it was also stupid at the same time like why what is the like what what purpose i feel like they just wanted a reason like needed a reason to justify harley quinn being in the movie mm. so they created this whole b plot but i was like yeah this feels very random like this king of whatever this country yeah wants basically harley like saddam hussein yeah type. wants harley quinn why her like this doesn't I make i kind of get it though if if harley quinn is a a global icon and she's she? a, she's gotta be in a war with a joker exists you don't think harley quinn, they gotta be like the kardashians they gotta be so famous that everyone knows who they are right they, and they did in that country they were like harley quinn we know who you are like she's gotta be famous yeah, i guess right yeah. i'm just thinking about like real world logic she's a celebrity basically and i could see uh a dictator who, but she's not a Kardashian. Kardashian is, isn't a murderer, isn't a villain. No, but if he's a crazy dictator, you know, mur- and he was he was like a dictator with a heart of gold, kind of, so he wasn't even the, the worst dictator in that group. So I could see him having like a boy crush on someone he thinks is like a a celebrity icon of chaos, you know what I'm saying? So I kind of bought that. And I, I, I love the twist of her shooting him in the head 
where it's like, wait, she really feeling this guy right now? She was like, she was genuinely in love with this guy, and then genuinely murdered him the moment where she was like, oh, I saw some red flags, and I don't want to go into any more abusive relationships anymore. <laughs> Being a dictator wasn't a red flag. <laughs> no, no, no. It was him talking about killing people and yeah. innocent people and all that stuff. Even though she kills people, <laughs> but not kids. <laughs> so that was a red flag. But like it shows without even going into it it shows the growth of her character since being with the Joker and it also shows how unpredictable she is where she can flip on a dime like it wasn't like she was playing him it wasn't like she had like an ulterior motive I'm like I'm just gonna to get out of this situation I'm just gonna pretend I like him and then I'm gonna betray him at the end no she really fell in love with his ass and then really murdered his ass in the next moment I'm looking it up in the comics He's just a regular dude. The spear with guy? A, with a regular javelin. Okay, well, never mind. I thought it was like the Lance of Longinus or whatever the Jesus spear is. That is in DC Comics. Well, I don't know if they changed it because maybe they changed it for the... But no, because I was going to say they didn't mention any power because I'm like, Polka Dot Man in the comics doesn't have... Like, he doesn't have powers. Like, he just shoots Polka Dots. Oh, he doesn't have powers? No, the Polka Dots... Was it? That was you. You spat. <laughs> you spat. <laughs> <laughs> it's still on your... It's on your... Ooh, I saw like something. I was like... <laughs> Anyway, now it's, now it's on your chin. Okay. Oh, I'm so scared. You saw me freak out. Jordan had a freak out oh, moment because he spat on the microphone. And he thought no, it was a bug it, or it something. Spit, it was this. It was like lint. No. It freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> oh, I got scared. Okay. Anyway. Are you? Are you? Are you calm? I'm are good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but I'll say he shoots uh, re- like regular polka dots and they're like ga- they're like b- bombs or whatever mm. oh so all that virus stuff was made up just for this yeah oh that's interesting I kind of like the virus stuff more yeah I like that more yeah even like how it showed his face all like filled with like the colorful dots <laughs> gave him a real affliction that, it was weird it was weird, but I liked it because it was weird. <laughs> I'm surprised you liked it because isn't that like body invasion? It is body invasion. <laughs> so why did because you like it? it's colorful and cute, I think okay. it gets the pass. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so just put some rainbows on body invasion. You'll, you won't yeah, be Yeah, it, it's nice. Like it's a Band-Aid on it. <laughs> um, oh, you know, well, speaking of which, rainbows, it, made, it reminded me of something that we forgot about. What? Uh, Milton. <laughs> Milton? You don't you don't even remember. Just like the cast. There was a guy following us oh, named Milton. Milton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did forget about Milton. Like, no, I remember Milton. That's the same line. Yeah. <laughs> James is a great writer. I'm sure he knew that when he wrote that I'm like, he's like, I'm gonna show him just enough. That when you're watching you remember him, but not enough so that when you leave the movie and like a week later you won't remember who he was. Because when you said like Milton, oh right, that what the the driver, yeah, that they, they had tag along, they gave a gun for some reason. And only polka dot man knew him. They yeah. had a conversation with him. He's like, yes, he's been with us the whole time. <laughs> no, I don't think I. Oh, Milton, poor Milton. Yeah, Rest poor in peace, Milton. Milton. <laughs> he deserved better. Um, I'm like, why was he there? <laughs> Bro, because he was freaked out in the first scene. So I'm like, why would you follow them? Like, yeah, stay in the car. <laughs> yeah. It's not like they even like forced him to come. He's just like, oh, I guess, yeah. I'm, I guess I'm doing this now. <laughs> um, was there anything, any other characters we want to discuss? Trying to think. Who was that Amazon ch- fucking Starfire chick? looking chick? I, I thought she was from Apocalypse or something, but she died real easy. She died real super easy. Yeah, I mean, she was clearly strong. She had super strength, but she wasn't vulnerable or anything because she died in the helicopter crash, right? Uh, yeah. The she helicopter. was hanging on to it. Yeah. yeah. 
So yeah, and I, I was like, I, thought, I expected her to be like a powerhouse, but nah, <laughs> not really. Yeah, no. Even King Shark, despite like he was able to take care of the minions, but like in terms of him being like the key to Fing Starro, even not really. He was just he well, bit he's, him. He's stronger than all of them, but he's not that strong. Yeah, he's, he's not even. Yeah, he's not Hulk strong, yeah. but he is like bulletproof and shit like that. Yeah, he bit Starro and just started like a, a building off. fell on him, and he was like. Yeah, even that I was like, did he die there? No, oh, yeah, oh, he's okay at the end. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, they 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 go into at least a little bit. They do touch on Bloodsport's connection with his daughter. They even in that little bit, they make me care more about the relationship, even with the comedic beats. So that that moment where they're cursing at each other in the very beginning, where it was like, "Fuck you, fuck you, no, fuck you." <laughs> like, wow, this is a very terrible relationship. <laughs> but it, it should be. He's he's not a he's a terrible father. He's not around. But then he makes that the point of the the scene where he's like, you know, like you shouldn't Wait, even what be the here. Fuck? How what? is how 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 is this possible? What? So I'm looking up more about Javelin, <laughs> and apparently he's a Green Lantern villain. How exactly? I'm like, how he's because a normal guy with normal he's spear. He's a normal guy with a normal spear. So I'm like, is it because he wears all yellow and yellow is a weakness of Green Lanterns? I would hate that. I would hate that too. <laughs> but there are comics where, like, like Robin put yellow paint on himself and beat the shit out of Green Lantern. So that's a thing. That would be stupid. It is stupid, but it's a thing. <laughs> it, that could, I, I guess, that could be it. Like, if you wore all yellow, Green Lantern can't touch you with his constructs. It makes no sense. <laughs> well, punch him. You, you still have hands. Like, throw a fucking brick at him. That's yeah, true. He's a normal guy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I was saying about Bloodsport. I just like the fact that it, that the point of that relationship was it was a bad relationship. So he was like, "You shouldn't even be. I have nothing to offer you. Like, you're better off if you don't even have a relationship with me." You know what I'm saying? Like, that felt more like a genuine like convict relationship a, a daughter that he didn't really know about even but at the end you know there's some the bond that he has with Ratcatcher I think informs that he would like a relationship with his daughter you know what I mean so that connection yeah. makes it work I mean even just the fact that he joined the Suicide Squad to keep her out of jail yes yes it, 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 James did a good job of having the through line of these characters carried throughout the entire movie which is not the same that could be said for the original movie <laughs> Um, is that it? Is there anything else you want to talk about? Is there any other characters that we didn't mention? I feel like we touched on everybody. Yeah. Oh, we didn't talk about that. I like that moment with the uh, I want to see more of a man got killed, quote unquote. By I want to see more of Amanda Waller in the greater DCEU. Like, I want to see her interact more with yeah, Why has she popped up in any other movies? I mean, we know why. There's no connection in DC movies at all because the trash didn't plan anything. Which I don't like because I've seen a guy that runs Cinema Blend. He was like, "See, this the uh, Suicide, the Suicide Squad. This is the future of the DCEU. Standalone movies that don't have to connect to a cinematic universe." I'm like, oh. "But they've been doing that shit since the beginning. Like, people forget this yeah. whole idea of a shared cinematic universe is still new. Yeah, yeah. Marvel's been doing it for ten years, so it's not new in that sense. But Marvel's the only one that's been doing it successfully. You remember yeah. the fucking Dark Universe?" Nope. No, because it didn't because it didn't happen. Yeah. Like, so we've always BVS, which only came out in 2016. That's we the we first, had references. That's the first time we've seen a live action Batman and Superman. Yeah, there were Superman Justice references. League is only two. Yeah. So it's like we've never seen a shit connected DC universe. Yeah, and this is just as connected as Tim Burton's Batman because there were bat, uh, Superman references in those original Batman movies. Yeah. So I'm like, so I want to see, like, you know I want to see Amanda Waller interact with with Superman and or Batman. I want to see Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie interact with whatever Batman we're getting. Yeah. We don't fucking know. It's uh, no longer Ben Affleck. It's so confusing. But no, um, Amanda Waller should have been introduced in BVS. 
that was the perfect spot for her to show up. Yes. To carry over into the Suicide Squad movie would be like, we gotta stop that Superman guy. You know what I mean? Like, but no, nah, instead we had that random governor lady with the piss. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's no plan. But stuff like that makes you go like, if there was a plan, this could have worked. So hopefully they, instead of doing these one-offs, they do eventually start going like, all right, if we have a strong central director with a vision, maybe we can start connecting these films. And it'd be, I think they'd be better off connected. I think part of the problem is because they don't have a DC Studios. Yeah. And no Kevin Feige with the vision. Yeah. It's a shame. But I mean, at least it's on an upward trend with their solo movies. That's a positive. Yeah, but I'm just like, we've done this already though. Like, Cause like the I mean bat- literally we just had a Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. So yeah, we had the Why not just that? But yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Suicide Squad. Like Aquaman doesn't really connect. They kind of reference the Justice League, but it's like not really, yeah. not really. Yeah. Wonder Woman 1984 is like his whole fucking like she's flying in the movie. Like it, we, we, nah, <laughs> it doesn't make sense at all. She didn't fly in these other movies, and this takes place in the past. Yeah, yeah. And what the Batman would uh fucking what's his name? Matt Reeves, Bat- the Batman, that doesn't connect to anything. Yeah. So it's the Dark Knight trilogy all over again. Yeah. Hopefully they start getting the confidence to start connecting things and actually have a, a plan thought out in advance to make this shit work. But what they mentioned before, but I forgot it. I just like that moment with uh, Idris Elba killing Peacemaker. <laughs> or killing in quotes because he didn't die by the end. But uh, smaller bullets. I like that. Jacob is a good writer. He's, he's good at setting up things and paying it off later. And I, those are the things that make you remember them. You know what I'm saying? A lot of writers don't know how to do that. Yeah. Zack Snyder. <laughs> Check out his gun. <laughs> you, you fired the gun, stupid. <laughs> um, and speaking of writing done well, though I still have issues with it, let's talk about... He-Man. I was going to say He-Man, but it's not, it's not He-Man. It's Masters of the Universe, and that's important. <laughs> so let's talk about Masters of the Universe. Magic gave birth to Eternia. The first planet in all of creation. But now their magic is gone. And without magic, Eternia will rot and die. And as goes Eternia, so goes the entire universe. I built a life of truth. Away from magic. Now you want me to save magic? Yes, to save Eternia. If I don't do this, everybody dies. Whatever became of Eternia, we'll face it together. No one else dies. But the sword of power was destroyed. Not destroyed, divided. Um, and this is something that we've again another thing we've watched weeks ago. I, I wish I talked about it right after I watched it. I was like really heated about it when I first finished it because I love Kevin Smith. This is a a, a new He Man property. It's a miniseries. It's a uh, part one of two parts. It's five episodes on Netflix. Um, it's a direct continuation of the old cartoon He Man, and there was a, a a cartoon remake of He Man back in the early two thousands. Um, but this is like a, a brand new one, and it, it basically ignores the events of that other sequel series, the He Man. So if you've seen the original He Man, you could just basically jump right into this. Uh, but I love Mark Bernardin as a writer. I think he's fucking brilliant. I think Kevin Bernardin was in this. Yeah, Mark not, Bar- not in it, but he wrote the third episode, oh. which I think is probably the. Didn't know that. One of the better written episodes because that one did a good job of. Um, I don't remember what happened in the third episode. <laughs> that was the boat episode. 
where they're on the boat and there's they're going down that river or whatever and they had the flashbacks to merman i still don't remember but yeah you don't remember <laughs> <laughs> they did they did a good job in that episode of um making you feel for the characters so they, they gave some development to orko before episode four and we all know what happens in episode four not spoilers though so not yet <laughs> um it's been out for weeks. Yeah, I, I right. Like, I just want to talk sports right off the bat, but I'm gonna try and stay non-spoiler at first. Um, but I'm gonna say my positives. Animation, fucking amazing. Uh, voice acting. Aside from Tila, I feel like Tila is the only voice. It's there. And you know, I love the, the voice actress. I love Sarah Michelle Geller. I love fucking Buffy. But her voice, she's very mousy and small frame yeah, woman. I, I told you that before. Yeah, before I even watched it. And yeah. you're right. Because then you when you see that voice coming out of... And they, they made Tila so much more brolic. So much more muscular than she is in even in the original series. Even in the remake series where she was more of a badass warrior. I mean, she was a warrior in the original, but she just wasn't muscular. But they make her like almost He-Man size in this. So when you have a big ass frame like that and you have a small petite voice coming out of that body, it just doesn't match. And also I feel like maybe it's not even uh the matching voice is my issue with her her voicing the character it's also what they do with the writing for her character and how they make her so whiny and they make it this is all the tropes i hate with making quote unquote strong female characters in the modern hollywood pattern because it's just you don't have to make them so self-righteous and so indignant but after my positives maybe let me back up animation on point the mythology uh and how they how they uh extend and elaborate on what was there in the original cartoon fucking phenomenal um there are a lot of elements in the show that i'm like this even though i wasn't even a he-man fan like that this is a uh, this is a great spiritual successor to the original show because i'm getting emotional just seeing scenes like the the He Man transformation scene. I love. I literally got goosebumps, and I ne- I I'm not a He Man fan, but when he said it, it was the music, the sound design, the voice acting, the cinematography, and the anim- all the elements together. Basically, it was Sailor Moon. It was he. It was Sailor Moon jacked up with steroids and and masculinity. He goes, I have the power, and that fucking the soundtrack is booming. That the the theme song in this show, the soundtrack in this show, fucking fire. When they have dope action beats or even just like dope uh, iconic scenes like that, I, I'm like, oh, this is fucking sick. So like, it to get a non He Man fan like me hyped about He Man. There's some good shit going on in this series. Um, even uh, Mark Hamill as Skeletor and, and how he portrays that character for the little bit he does portray that character. I thought it was fucking great. <laughs> but there's just... So there's all these positive elements at play. And I think the writing in general is strong. But this is one of the rare instances where I feel like I don't have an issue with the writing. I have an issue with the writing choices. And I'm like... Have I ever experienced that? Where I feel like the writing is good, but it's the choices they made with the writing. I'm like, whoever made these story choices, I fucking hate them. <laughs> because I, mean, I guess it would, it would have to be Kevin Smith. But it right? wasn't Kevin Smith. Like it's Ke- Kevin Smith was brought onto. It doesn't matter. I'm like, didn't he write? Didn't he create the show? Not create. Not it, really. But- it's complicated. There's a the, there's another guy who's the producer and a co writer for the story that brought Kevin Smith on, 
and he had Kevin Smith and Mark Bernard and kind of, like, it was a writer's room so like yeah he, he they brought them in with a pre-existing story and they kind of from what I understand and they built out the story together from there and any cha- choices that Kevin Smith wanted to make he would double check with the producer that brought him on be like is this good for He-Man is this something that aligns with your vision and be like yes so he's not the full creative uh, force behind this. I can't lay the blame all on Kevin Smith. It might be another guy that had these story choices. But there's just some... It, but but it's like... It feels almost like... The story choices would bring this story... Would bring this series down for me. But then the strong writing would pull it back. Like It was like, it was like a weird tug of war emotionally. Where I'm like... Oh, I hate that story choice for Tila. Oh, I hate... Why would they make her say and do that? Why would they have them act like that? Why would they go into that part of the fucking story? It makes no sense. But then in the next beat... You've got Mark Bernard's writing... Making you feel for Orko. Making you feel for characters like Man at Arms... And shit like that. And, and these side characters from the Masters Universe... I never fucking cared about at all. But they do a pretty good job of making... Uh, of giving a better backstory to them to make you actually care. And I'm like, fuck, I don't, I'm torn. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's so much back and forth for me in this series. But I have to give a rating because I can't really even talk about my issues with this without going into spoilers, but they make some really bold choices with He-Man and a He-Man property that reminds me of The Last Jedi in a lot of ways. And I've seen that comparison online too. But there was a lot of potential there that despite the choices they made, if they just wrote the character they wanted to really focus on, which is Tila, that's, I'm just going to straight out say that. It's not really spoilers. But it, this, this, it's called Masters of the Universe because there's more focus on Tila in this series than there is on He-Man and, or Prince Adam. Um, but you could do that if the character you choose to focus on was likable was actually someone that didn't annoy you or frustrate you or make character decisions that don't fucking make sense and make her grating in certain aspects. And I'll, I'll elaborate when we get into spoilers, but there's so many things I'm like, why would you have her say that? Why would you have that be the fear she has to overcome? What? There's so many just strong woman tropes in this. I'm like, it's like a Hollywood pattern at this point. It's so weird to me how it's like it's and then you and then hollywood takes the stance of like fans just don't like change they get, they get on their high horse even kevin smith did it and i'm like kevin you there was a time when fans you were the apex angry fanboy when i don't know if you're not if you're a kevin smith fan like that but kevin smith got really popular because he was director after he did clerks but he started coming out and doing like these long like not comedy shows but they were like he would talk at length to an audience it was kind of the I mean, he still does Fat Man on Batman. That's that's where it came from. He started doing it by just talking to the audience uh, and Q and A's as a director. But he would go on these long diatribes about how the bat or Batman, Tim Burton's Batman, was bad. Like, and he had all these fan issues with like, that's not Batman. That's not what Batman would do. That's not my Batman. And it's like it grounded him and made him likable because it's like, okay, you're like you're you might be in the system, but you're a fan like us, and you might have issues with things that you don't feel like captures the spirit of the properties you love. But when the same thing happens, and he's a part of it with He-Man, rather than turn around and go, you know what? I understand. But you know, sometimes it's hard to uh not to justify it, but it's a human reaction. It's hard you get to defensive. I get yeah, it. you get defensive, especially if it's something that you worked on. Yeah. And there are people are critical. You know what? 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 What did Erica Badu said it with Tower? Keep in mind, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. Yes, so. and I understand that as as an artist, and I, you know, we're both artists. I feel like we both can understand that. Um, but it's just because it's, it feels like hypocritical because I'm like, 
all you have, and you can still acknowledge. That and then people plus, we don't it. know. Like, I'm, and now that I'm getting this information, we right. don't know what was his idea and what wasn't his idea. So maybe he has to because, def- like, he, he signed on to do. Idea. Yeah, he signed on to do it. Yeah. So it's like, uh, yeah, maybe I wouldn't have did it, but I was forced and I signed on for it. So now I'm like the face of it. You could have done with with um kind of like you got Bernie. Granted, it's not the same thing, but right now Bernie Sanders is defending Joe Biden. But you knew, like, only because he ha- feels like he has to. But yeah. you know, if there's any. Bernie Sanders doesn't like Joe, but like in terms of policy and shit like that, yeah, they completely disagree. But he's like defending him, yeah. So it could be the same thing. He could have done a more uh, a, a a PR move that fans would appreciate, like what when um, John Cena got asked about the air cut, he made a very political statement that is now circling on the internet, and people like John Cena even more now because he was like, well, if the fans want it, you know, I think it's in the the best interest of the people that make these things and produce these things to give the fans what they want. You know what I mean? It's like, you can still acknowledge, like, Kevin Smith could just acknowledge that, yeah, people don't like some of the choices, but, you know, I stand by them. And I'm glad people do like the choices. And, and you know, from that, from here on, we're going to, you know, there are things you're going to like in the next half, so don't even worry about it. But he got defensive and basically turned around and did it with, with, uh, with uh, Ryan Johnson did with the last Jedi and was like, oh, you're all sexist or you're all homophobic or whatever. Like, oh, you all you don't like strong women. Like, that's it becomes that narrative. And there's the, the pattern keeps happening. And every time the pattern happens and the the creators antagonize the fans, the fans galvanize harder because then it's like, okay, because you're lumping this, people that might have just complaints with the story choices, you're now making the sweeping generalization to really diffuse their argument by calling them <laughs> sexist or homophobic or whatever. And it's like, that's, some people in the audience might feel that way. I'm laughing. But that's not everybody. As you're talking about this, I came what? across something in the news. I'm like, uh, Jordan's going to love this. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> strong woman. <laughs> I like strong women. But you can't deny that they're these weird, and we keep it keeps coming up because it keeps. I, I'm not. I'm just bringing this shit up. Move this last. <laughs> it keeps coming up in our in in, uh, in modern media, like, and, and it's this weird trope. Where they think strong being a strong woman means you have no flaws. Being a strong woman means that you're just the best, and no one can deny you're the best, and there's never a moment of weakness, and you're never saved, and every and even worse, every man around you is inept. Every man around you can't hold a candle to your greatness. It's 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 weird. It's so and it's a pattern. So I'm like, it's got to be a trend in Hollywood that it needs to be acknowledged and addressed so it can change. Because there's so many examples of when they don't do that, the the stories end up being better. So yeah, if you want to fucking do what you do with He Man and make this a Tila show, fine, do that. But make Tila likable. Give her flaws. Make her reasons for being self righteous justifiable. Oh, I, I got I got to get into spoilers to really vent about how I feel about it. But if I were to rate this series, it's so hard to rate it for me. Passable. I'm I'm right in the middle. I, maybe high passable, just because there are so many moments. I'm like, oh, this could be better if you just fucking. But because of the emotional payoff of it being so much focus on Tila. And ultimately, I, I like her character the least. I'm like, I'm frustrated almost every episode because I'm like, why is this bitch with her attitude the fucking one that we're following? It just doesn't, I don't feel like she's earned this spot. Um, and then they 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 throw Prince Adam and He-Man under the bus every chance they fucking get. And I'm like, you made me fucking like this character. 
and in the very next scene, you're making me go like, oh, well, hopefully we get more of them. Oh, we're not? Okay, well, hopefully in part two we get more of them. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It's not clear. <laughs> and depending on what direction they go, they, they do, they, they create some foreshadowing in this where if they go a certain direction in, in part two, I'm going to be big mad. <laughs> so we'll see where it goes. But right now I'm like, I'll say high passable because there are a lot of elements I enjoy. But this could have been more than passable, a solid more than passable. This could have been damn near perfect vision if they just did better with their writing choices for the main character they wanted to have in this, which was not He-Man. And fuck, man, when you make a He-Man property, but it's not about He-Man, why? I'm making a Loki property, but it's not about Loki, it's about Sylvie. Why? <laughs> why do you keep doing this? Hawkeye's about to come out. It's not about Hawkeye, though. No, it's, it's, gonna, about- be about, it's gonna be about Kate Bishop. Yeah, exactly. Kate Bishop is Hawkeye. Yeah, so- And Loki's Sylvie, so- <laughs> This is reason. Which I don't have a problem with that, because fuck Clint Barton. <laughs> yeah, fuck, yeah I, I also don't have a problem with that. But I'm just saying, like, it's a trend, and it- Why is it a trend? That's my question to you. So I'm passing it on to you. What did you think about Masters of the Universe? Um, I didn't hate Masters of the Universe. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. Um, I didn't love it either. But uh, I will say, I think part of it is also because I know nothing about this world. Absolutely nothing. You never saw the cartoon originally nope. at all? I've never seen anything He-Man related until this show. So you didn't know about Castle Grayskull? Or- I've, heard of, I've heard of like Castle Grayskull. I've heard of Skeletor. I've heard of He-Man. Uh-huh. But outside of that, I've never heard of Orko. I've never heard of Tila. Oh, I've never heard of Man, of Man of Arms, the wow. source. I don't know any of these characters. So oh, yeah, this is fresh, me fresh. jumping into this world. Fred, the world, the cat, or whatever that okay. can talk. I knew- Battle cat? <laughs> I know absolutely nothing about uh, He-Man. Cringer. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, like, jumping into this world, like, this is my first, I'm basically a virgin. Vir- <laughs> virgin in in the He-Man mythos. So, like, yeah, I, I just, I jumped into this with, like, literally no expectations because I knew nothing, I didn't know anything going into it or whatever. So, uh, and I knew the animation was going to be gorgeous because I found out that the same people that did Castlevania and Blood of Zeus are the people that did mm. are the people that did He-Man. Yeah, great animation shows both of them. So yeah, great animation. So that's the thing that like it was visually stimulating. It like made me nut in my eyes. <laughs> but uh so so that's the thing that kept me interested and and the like the lore and the world and the magic and everything like that. That I thought that was interesting. Mm. Um but I'm going to just come out and say, I, I give it a high passable only because I do feel oh, like, so the same. yeah, but uh. for different reasons, but because I, I do feel like for this show, I feel like they didn't do a great job in getting somebody like me fully invested in this world because there were moments and character things that they had and plot beats that they had. No, they assume you're hardcore. Like, yeah, like they assume like if you, you like, you know, the He-Man world, yeah. if you don't know the He-Man world, we're not going to explain it for you. So like there were certain moments where I'm like, okay, what the fuck was that? Like there was a moment where the sorceress says something where she's like, I just wanted to see you one last time. And I'm like, what was that line? I have no, what the fuck does that mean? So mm. I'm lost on that. Yeah. Or there's certain moments, there's certain things that they do with certain characters and like, like the show kind of stops because it's like, oh, it's a big deal yeah. that such and such happened with this character. And I'm like, I don't know who this person is. So I don't care. Mm, that's like, fair. Actually, a really good point because it makes you question who is the show for then? Because in your defense, I, what I was going to say was, I feel like maybe some of the things I didn't like about like being so much focused on Tila, if you came into this not knowing anything about the original series, maybe you don't care as much because in your mind, He-Man is... He's just, he's just there in the first episode, so whatever. But you focus on Tila, it's like, 
because you don't have a pre-established relationship with them, you're just you're just going along with the ride. But yeah. someone like me who knows the original, I'm like, where's the main character? So like, like even I mean? though I know it's about like I know it's a He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, everything is no He-Man. Like I know, yeah, He-Man is the main. But I'm like, for this, I'm like, whatever. It's focusing on T. Okay, so what? But like, they didn't give you the actual backstory to know about the world at all. So it, it's not for a new. Pr- it's, this is not made for a new audience. This is made for people who are hardcore as fuck about the old He-Man. But then they take away your He-Man. <laughs> I was like, what? Who's this yeah. For? So yeah, who is the, that? That is my thing. So I was like, yeah. I see a lot of fans complain about it and so it's like yeah who who is this ultimately for because it's not for people like me yeah that know nothing about the world and clearly it's not for hardcore fans even though part of me is still like because i didn't find tila unbearable there were things that they did with her character i was just like that's a weird choice but i didn't hate her there was i didn't hate her throughout either there was just moments. The, my, my biggest thing with Tila is just the voice. Like, I feel like Sarah Michelle Gellar just didn't work. Mm, I'm going to ask your opinion about a couple of beats then. Because there are a couple of things I'm like, you, you didn't like her in this moment? Because I'm like, the fuck, man? You're a selfish bitch. I'm just going to say it. You're a bitch, Tila. <laughs> Why are you acting like this? <laughs> but yeah, that that's I'm, that's my biggest problem with Tila. Like, I just, I like, every time she spoke, I'm just like, Sarah Michelle Gellar, I love you. But like, I, it, the voice acting it just, fit. yeah, it doesn't fit yeah. at all. And she seems younger. Like it, it makes her voice, the character feel younger, but she's got this older looking muscular body. So I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah. And then I saw some people complaining like, oh, they're trying to, they're trying to make her like a man. They're making her brolic like a man. And then, and then they're making her the star of the show. They're making her a man. I'm like, she's not a man though. I don't understand that criticism. I mean, I like muscular chicks, so it's not. And then, plus, and plus, I'm like, she's fighting dragons and shit like that. You don't think a woman would get like? My bigger issue isn't the muscles. It's the let's choose the Karen haircut that we do for every. Oh yeah, that, that's that's the trope. Yeah, again, like, it's a trope. They, Why they do they keep a, doing this? Yeah, the, the lesbian haircut. Yeah. The, they did the same thing with Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah, like, but then they won't make her a lesbian because they didn't have her thing with the. They Maria. definitely alluded to it though. In that first episode or second episode, it was like that's definitely queer baiting. I was like, but you're not gonna just come out and say that you. You're that's, fucking? that's kind of my point. That's why. That's what I was gonna say. Like they give you the they give you the the quote unquote stereotypical lesbian haircut, but they won't make her a fucking lesbian, whether it's Tila or Captain not Marvel. Not just that. There was literally a moment in the second episode where, and it's the reason why I don't like Tila. She was saying something to the sorceress, and then she turns around and is like, I don't want to help save I'm just gonna, it's not a spoiler they basically ask her we need you to help save the universe Tila without you the universe will be destroyed and bitch you live in the universe but her response is I don't want to because I want to live with something more tangible and she looks she gives like the fuck like I want to fuck you eyes to the black girl and I'm like clearly like that was a heavily implied Wait, tangible they said the un- no they said save magic no magic in the universe but without not, not save the universe, but save magic. Without they, but they explain that without the magic of of that that world, Eternia, the universe unravels. Uh-huh. Eternia is a source of magic in the universe. It's like, it was like the multiverse is connected to Eternia's magic. So if the magic fades, the universe is destroyed. So I'm like, you have a vested interest. If you want to fuck your lesbian girlfriend, which I don't, I don't problem with, go for it. But you should save the world you live in. <laughs> it's like no, 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 no. And her reason is. Because you lied to me. And we'll get into the sports. I'm like, what the fuck? That's your that's your, your soapbox to die on? <laughs> you are lied to me. Well, I mean, people do some dumb shit. But even that, I didn't have Bad a- writing choice. Yeah, I mean, not wanting to save the world. 
Because people lied. Yeah, you can still have your gripe. Because I'm like, even that, like, I didn't have a problem with her being upset. Because, yeah, a lot of people did lie to her. Like, her whole fucking life. Oh, man, we're about to take a fight when we get into spoilers. Because I'm like, I don't give a fuck if you lied to me. If the same things happen in the ways that happened in that first episode, and at the end of it, the only thing you're talking about, and that's the problem with a lot of this modern shit with when it comes to, like, SJW pandering. I'm like, is our generation just selfish? Because I feel like every character that panders to the SJW crowd is selfish. You're only talking about your feelings in that moment. What, what about me? How I feel? I'm like, bitch, there's more things going on right now than just you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even, even the dad. The dad, too. I'm like, why would you write him that way? It made no sense. No, I mean, I get that. <laughs> but coming from her perspective, she doesn't know the other things that's going on. All she knows is everybody is in on this secret except for her. Okay. And, and yet the next step is, but why did he not tell you? And by the end, they yeah, do but, bring it but, back. But he, but he was gone, so you can't ask him that. You don't have to ask him that. He was Superman. <laughs> it'd be like if, if it'd be like if Superman died and Lois was mad. But that's not the same thing. <laughs> yes, but, it the no, same it's thing. not because <laughs> Lois, Lois isn't on the battlefield with Superman. Tila is literally fighting side by side, risking her life. So he's got more relationship with you. So you should trust him more, and you should understand why he cared about you because you you're literally in both parts of his life. It should be less reason for you to get mad, not more reason. No, that is that doesn't make sense. Cause, How? Because like, even at the end, but it does make sense. Because even by the end, when when Adam just tells her, it was like you knew me. She's like she can't fight it. She's like yeah, I did. Like it logically, yes, obviously. Like, but she didn't know this connection. But she does. She knew him as Adam, and she knows him as He Man. Yeah. She didn't know the two were the same. Uh, can we just say spoilers now? So I can yeah, just, go ahead. Yeah. All right. So spoilers, guys. If you don't want to know about any of my He Man, jump ahead in the iTunes description. And then not even just that, but like not the He Man thing is also that's one lie. But then they're also lying to her about her connection to the sword. Like they're lying that who her mother is. Like so every, every and through every moment, people are lying to her. And Wait, even who, by the end, who her mother is in that her, her, in the first episode. My, yeah, the first episode was sorceress. Like I wanted to see you one last time, and she was like. Okay, I looked it up because I was like, "What the fuck does that mean?" Oh, but that was at the, the end. sorceress. Was the first episode. Well, no, that was in the beginning where the magic was destroyed. She was hold, trying to hold the shit together, and the, the sorceress came. Like Tila was like, "Why am I here?" She's like, "Cause I wanted to see you one last time." And she was like, "Oh, okay." And Wait, then he, what? I didn't even catch the, that. The sorceress. It was yeah. In the, yeah, it was towards the beginning. So it's like they're lying to her on that. Like they won't even tell her that the fucking sorceress is her mother. So it's like. How much? How much? I don't give a fuck. So, so what happens that pisses me off is the moment after He Man sacrifices his life, because he dies in the first episode, guys, for the entire universe, the very next scene, the only focus is my feelings. It's a reveal, a Man at Arms reveal, and it's not just even Tila in that scene, it's also even the father. Because Man at Arms reveals that, yes, guys, uh, He Man died, and it's like, oh, where's Prince Adam? And he's like, oh, Prince Adam was He Man. I'm sorry to inform you, but the, the prince ordered me. A soldier not to tell. So right there, you should be understanding. And if you don't understand that from a man of arms perspective, the the father's just like banished. You're fucking banished forever. <laughs> Even though you protected my son's secret, who he's who forced you to keep the secret because he's your higher up too. Fuck you. Get the fuck out. Yeah, but the king is his more higher up. Like <laughs> the king could oversee. Regardless, the prince ordered him not to tell. But even beyond that, again, Superman just died. Your son was a hero who sacrificed himself for the good of the entire. But, but all you're gonna focus on for the sake of creating false drama is, oh, but you lied. You didn't tell me. You're all banished. Tila, kick your fucking father out. And she goes, no. 
I'm not. I'm leaving too. You know why? Because you all didn't tell me that He-Man was Prince Adam. And it's like, and that's her soul. Fuck that your that your friend, your your hero, your world protector who just selflessly sacrificed himself. Look at you after becoming Prince Adam while he's sacrificing himself and being like, well, I gotta go. And he dies. I'm like, your only thought is to be mad at that man? It's grief. Like how many no. how many how many narratives have we seen throughout no. throughout storytelling where they want to get angry person, at vision? That's, that, that's one that's one example. I'll, no. I'll talk about other examples. How many narratives have we seen? I can't think of one off the top of my head. Because there's not. There's, no, there's a lot because I've seen them where a person will die and that person a person will die and maybe whether it's they sacrifice their life or they get in a car accident and the person that's left that's grieving they get mad at the other person. You left me or whatever like or oh charmed like we're we're pipe got pissed off at Prue for dying like you she was banging on her fr- oh, well you didn't really watch Charm like that but she was banging on her casket like how dare you leave me like that's how people that is much different than holding a grudge for years after the events of your fr- in the media it moment was a year? It there was a not year. even a moment in that first scene where after she died yeah, it, was, it was at least a year or two at time skip I don't, after think, the first I don't episode. think it was years at least a year she, looked, like, she got more muscular cut her hair definitely at least a year things think, changed yeah, maybe it was well, maybe it doesn't matter it was a, it was a time skip yeah. but you hold you held a grudge but there was never a moment after he died that you regretted his death it just instantly became about her feelings and how she felt about it. everyone lied to her well yeah they like, could have they could have did better with that yeah but but, but, and then but her not, getting mad but I no didn't... having an outburst is one thing but holding a grudge and that being your driving character motivation for the rest of the series the, to the point where when she comes where he comes back when they go to heaven they go to fucking heaven and see prince adam her she's still mad and her response is such a privileged white girl fucking modern day sensibility of let me be angry let me manage you okay i just i have a right to be angry don't 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 tell me how to feel and i'm gonna tell you that even though you second person and he literally has the line tila i died <laughs> like <laughs> but she still has to be indignant and self-righteous she never apologized she never goes you know what I have been being ridiculous. No, but that is every episode she plays angry and fucking self-righteous because of that really weak premise. And I'm like, that makes her unlikable. So then, yeah, in the second episode where they tell her, Tila, you need to save the universe. She's just like, no, you lied to me. I want to be my lesbian girlfriend who will actively say that I'm lesbians with. <laughs> I'm like, fuck this bitch. And then episode four when they go to hell to get the first half of the power sword because they think two halves to recombine it and forge a new power sword or whatever Tila goes uh, she's fighting basically Satan and Satan's like what is your greatest fear and it's some Ray Skywalker shit at first it's He-Man and it's like okay maybe the the, the moral here is which I have a problem with but maybe the moral is she never felt like she could fill He-Man's shoes because He-Man actually is Superman. He's just Superman of that world. So it's like, I, that makes sense. You, you're you not as strong as He-Man. So you would have a fear of like not being able to maybe fulfill the mission because he's so much stronger and better at this than you are or whatever. But, then even, but even if that was the case, they didn't even do a good job of establishing that because every time they have flashbacks with Tila and He-Man, Tila was always, they made it a point to make Tila save him. Tila's just as good as him. I'm like, there are such things as power levels and like you want to, like why, why you have to lower He-Man to raise up Tila so they're at the equal level? So then, in the, skipping back forward to the the what your greatest fear scene is, it's not actually He-Man. It ends up being her. Her greatest fear is not being as awesome as she can be because she's just the best. <laughs> and I'm like, 
bro, <laughs> like you can't have any of it. You can't have my fear. I, I'll keep everything. And I'm like, this is this is so Captain Marvel bullshit. Ray Skywalker, you're the chosen one. Like you're just the best. I'm like, why is this always the thing? Like why? Because that was a great moment. You could have given her a flaw there, but they chose her only flaw is that she has no flaws. <laughs> That's her flaw. Her, well, take, her only flaw is realizing that she doesn't have, not realizing yeah. that she doesn't have any flaws. Yes! <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, and I'm not, I'm not that guy. I am not one of those like, I just hate strong women dudes. But like, I can't deny the pattern. And these are patterns. These tropes keep happening in the same ways across different, and, and it's a pattern with old properties. Terminator. Uh, fucking He-Man now, Star Wars, like they keep keep going back and retroactively strong womanifying or course correcting what are perceived as problematic, toxic masculinity things. I guess I don't I don't know what it is, but someone in I mean Hollywood's a clique, Hollywood's high school, so maybe to be in the club, you gotta have these earmarks on your shit. I I don't know what it is, but I I don't know anything about the He-Man world though. But what is what is his what are his flaws? He doesn't. I mean, I mean, as well. They 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 kind of touch on it a little bit, but they don't go into it at all. When they go to heaven, and he's Prince Adam, and he they make a point to say that he's the only protector that has died in Golden Valhalla, basically that chose his lesser form, his Prince Adam form, not his He Man form. Everyone else is He Man out. It's a whole town of He Man's up yeah. there. Um, I I never like in the original show. I never got the complete sense of it and the remake in 2000 i kind of got a better idea of it but it, it's like what you would think it's just it's an inferiority complex it's like you know the power is in the sword it's not in me you're it's clark kent becoming superman the fuck is- he's, he's agreeing with you right? <laughs> yeah that's right that's exactly right so like i i thought they would kind of go into it when they got to heaven and they see prince adam there but they didn't really but yeah, it's just, you know, he's a meek man. It, it, his flaw is built in his character. He's a meek man who becomes He-Man. <laughs> but the, in this, He-Man is neutered. They, they made him less He-Man. <laughs> and again, in a world where they make me care more about He-Man with just that, I have the power. I'm like, oh, so fucking hype. The fight with Skeletor at the end, in, the, in the beginning of the first episode, or the end of the first episode, where he's doing like magic, like he's putting his hand through a fist, his giant fist coming out, he meant stopping with his sword. I'm like, if we had five episodes of that, epic. It could have been dope. More Skeletor, but when you take out the main players in the first episode and they're only, they're relegated to just flashbacks for the remainder. And then, it was some levels, I love the writing because it is fucking genius to bring him back at the end. Because I was also going to say, you guys are keeping mind, this is a part one, so it's not like this is the whole series. And they, so I'm going to say what I'm going to say now, but they kill him again at the end, in quotes, because they don't actually show him die. But they do, it's a, it looks like a mortal wound where he gets impaled through the side, through the back with a javelin that Skeletor stabs him with. I don't think he's there. I mean, they literally just brought him back. I don't think he's in there. Yeah, and they made a point to be like, if you die again, you can't go back to heaven. So don't die. And he's like, don't worry, I won't. Next scene. <laughs> Tila, you're even now. My fear, though, is that they're not going to go the direction of, okay, it's like a Game of Thrones, and this is Jon Snow, you know, when Jon Snow died, and he gets revived. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could be that. My fear is, with the way this the, the writing for Tila has been, the setups they've been doing, it really feels like they're going to make Tila She-Man. <laughs> and I don't, well, I don't know, because, I mean, we already have She-Ra. 
Like it's literally the same. That's the whole my my whole issue with the even focusing on Tila like this is like we have Shira. There was just a Netflix Shira show, but why do you need to make a, a female lead in He Man? The whole point of Shira is that she's a female He Man. I was like, if you want to make Tila Shira, if you want to like rewrite history or whatever, and like make a retcon and make Shira Tila, okay, but call it Shira. You know what I mean? Call it Shira in the Masters Universe. Do that. But don't call it Master Universe and then fucking blue ball me with with He-Man and don't give me He-Man and then give me an unlikable replacement character <laughs> that you're like, no, you like her, you're sexist. But I don't like her. So I'm like, fuck. Because I'm like, I look at it as like a, not not necessarily fully My Hero Academia because usually like one episode off, but like they'll go away from Deku mm. and then focus on the side characters. So I feel like, I don't feel like, granted, gonna- I don't know anything about the heat, but I feel like in this instance, like, Instead of focusing on He-Man, they're focusing on the side characters for part one, and then they come back in part two because Prince Adam is back. So, like, why bring him back if you're not going to have him be part of the story in the second part? Same thing with Skeletor. They took him out of the equation and focused on other villains. Yeah. Then they brought him back at the end. So, it's going to be the same. Eventually, Adam has to get rid of Skeletor. Like, I feel like it's going to be the same thing in part two. Great, I could be wrong, mm. but that's that was my impression by the end of part one. I hope so, but I don't see someone getting stabbed like that and not being sidelined for at least a couple episodes again. And then it's like... I mean, yeah, maybe the first two episodes. Maybe. They, they might do the same shit. Like, he's whatever. Then episode three, four, whatever. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know what I don't know, but... My fear is they're like, no, no, you're dead now. Because I'm like, now, why? Now it's the female Because my, my whole point was, why bring him back if they're just gonna kill him again? Like, what was like, what's the point? That's a, I mean, on one level, it's a really good twist. It's it's like a fuck, yeah, it's man. Stu- it's stupid. Because <laughs> like, I saw all the the Chekhov's gun marks of like, if you die again, you can't come back. Because like, don't worry. I'm like, oh, I'm worried. And I still was surprised we got. St- like, I have the. Uh, I'm like, no. <laughs> and that hook is going to bring me back to the next season or the next half of the season. Skeletor getting the power of, of Grayskull, that's dope. Like, so again, there's so many things in the show I like. Or even um, Roboto, who's like, I don't know, I, I don't know who even that is in the original, but they did a good job of making me care when Roboto even died, fusing the swords together just because they, I think the writing is good in this show. So there's a lot of elements in the show I like. It's just some of the choices I'm like, do you not want your main character to be likable? Like, is it more important to make her a flawless, strong woman than just a likable, strong lead character? I don't, I don't get it. And the, it, I think what's frustrating me so much now is just the pattern. And it, it's not just the pattern; it's the the reaction to the pattern. It's like just calling out the pattern for what it is. You you get like you you, you play a target in your chest. Everyone's like, "Why? Because you don't like fucking women? Why? Because you're sexist? Well, Why? Because you're anti fucking well, gay?" Well, part of it is because no, <laughs> because you're going into the same pool of the pattern of people complaining about Finn being a stormtrooper, a black stormtrooper. Like, it's usually the same. It's what what what, what am I trying to say? It's it's the, it's 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 the same, but it's different. I get that to an extent. Especially, but, especially on the in, no especially validity. on the era of the like the internet, especially Twitter. There's no nuance. You can only type but so many characters. Yeah. So if you're like, oh, this is bullshit, yeah. Like people will be I like, think it's, the, the, it's the issue of the presumption of the left. I, I hate using these fucking terms, but just to make it clear who I'm talking about, like the, the for progressive people, the, it's it's the presumption that if you have an issue with anything that has progressiveness progressiveness in it, you're automatically anti-progressive or you're anti-LGBT or you're anti-woman or you're anti-black, whatever it is. Now the the black stormtrooper thing, like when you saw Finn as a stormtrooper, people were mad about that. There's no why are you mad? Just because he's black? Like there's no there's no there there. 
even with this, I have reserved judgment for the Tila thing. Because uh, I remember off off air when I mentioned before people getting mad about the potential of this being a a woke show or whatever. You were like, I'm gonna talk to you after the podcast. And after the podcast, you told me, yes, He Man dies. But even with the information, I still went open minded because I was like, just because he dies doesn't mean it's bad. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I was saying in my review, if Tila was made more likable, if they didn't have those weird tropey strong woman choices they 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 force in there. I feel like. It would have been fine. I, I would have been fine following Tila because it is called Masters of the Universe. I would have been fine following Tila if she was a, if wasn't a frustrating character. But because of their choices, she's frustrating. So now I just happen to be falling into that pool of people that might be hating on her just because she's a woman. Whatever. I don't give a fuck if she's a woman or a man. It's more about if you're likable, if you're written well, or if you're a likable character. And for whatever reason, the tropes they use to make these strong characters and strong female characters in Hollywood make them unlikable by, by the inherent nature of them. But part of the problem with that, and part of the reason, even okay, but, but maybe real quick, even what I said before about uh, lowering a man to raise up a woman, it's one. It's in the show you can literally see it in the same episode. And this, I think it was a Mark Bernard episode. So that kind of makes me sad. But they make fun of He Man for being a punster and making punny jokes and shit. And throughout this series, they make punny, corny-ass jokes. The, the people that make fun of them make those same jokes. So I'm like, yeah, fuck you, man. He's trash. You know, it's just so corny, right? Anyway, you are all washed up, merman. I'm like, come on, dog. You can't have both. Like, You got to choose one or the other. <laughs> but I was going to say, part of that, the reason for that, and it's something I'm starting to realize more and more about X-Men x-men yeah i'll get to that later but part part of the reason for that is like a lot of these characters and story beats and everything like that whether it's star wars he-man captain marvel all of these movies are written by white men straight white men at that so it's like you have men straight white men writing for these women characters. Even Wonder Woman was mostly Patty Jenkins I'm was involved. Say, like, Patty <laughs> Jenkins was involved. What? But it was she also had two men as her co-writers. So you think they were the ones that had her rape Steve <laughs> Steve Trevor? I don't, we don't, we don't, I don't know. I don't know who did what. You don't you don't know, but I'm yeah. saying but the but the trope is like it's mostly men writing these women. So it's okay. like men writing how they think a woman a strong woman would be. Mm. Even Black Widow was mostly it was yeah, it was a woman director, but it was a man writer. Mm. So like so you think it's men that think the only way to write a strong woman is to make them flawless. Pretty much. Because not women involved in these properties. But the fact that there's consistent backlash and women support these characters. Or, I'm like, I can't even say that. The, the general perception is that women support these characters. So it's like, what is this? Like, why why does it feel like there's an agreement? Like, you know, if, it, if it's one or two, it's okay. So it's, it's one thing. But the fact that it keeps happening over the course of multiple writers, like, what? It, it, it can't be a coincidence. It almost feels like a mandate. It feels like there's some like super Hollywood man. Mandate. Yeah, mandate. Who, who, yeah. who runs Hollywood? There's no woman mandate. Yeah. <laughs> who, who runs Hollywood? Yeah. Hey, man. I don't, I don't care what the reason is. Even if it's a man behind it, fuck him. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what I was saying. Like, even with X-Men, because like, if you yeah, really think about it, and I, 
like, because if you really think about it, and this kind of hit me after the most recent issue of X-Men number one, the Hickman version of X-Men. Granted, Hickman's not writing it, Jerry Duggan is. But like, the whole premise of X-Men is like an allegory for marginalized people, whether you could say, whether it's the civil rights movement with black people, you could say women's rights, gay rights, yeah. any type of movements with marginalized people yeah. is an allegory for X-Men. But for the most part, a lot of X-Men does cater to white men. Mm. specifically straight white men mostly because who's been writing X-Men throughout the majority of the run yeah. white men that's why you get things like most of the Omega level mutants are white men yeah. you have three women and Storm's the only non-white one yeah and so then you so and, and the, this is the thing that kind of made me realize this like um, so in the most recent run of X-Men uh, they recreated their headquarters and they put it in Central Park mm. and they named their headquarters Seneca Seneca Gardens Okay, and it was it's supposed to be an homage to there's a real life all black neighborhood that was in Central Park that got oh yeah I've heard about this so yeah, yeah so yeah. They, they're like oh it's an homage to the people that came before whatever and then also mutants that have died that didn't get to see Krakoa hmm. and so we just want to throw an homage to that and part of me is like so you have this mostly white team of X-Men <laughs> basically gentrifying the name and colonizing the name Seneca, which was an all black town. Yeah. I'm like, it feels like gentrification to me. I'm like, yes, I appreciate Jerry Duggan putting the name Seneca in an X-Men comic yeah. to keep the name alive. But I'm like, the fact that it's an all white team of mostly all well, white, it's all white, white. Well, it's mostly it's all, all white. white. <laughs> it's, it's Sink and uh, Star Sunfire, are the only non-white people on the team, but most of the team is white. Oh, wow. Rogue, Gene, uh, um, Polaris. <laughs> They're black enough. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, uh, there are other people on the team, it's, yeah. but it's mostly all white teams. So I'm like, uh, I, I, I don't hate it, yeah. but I'm just like, it, like I'm just like, it feels like gentrification a little bit. Yeah. So I'm like, it's it's that, all yeah. in this in that same. Yeah, it'd be more poignant if it was a predominantly minority team at least or yeah. a black team. Yeah, yeah like I was like, it would have been better if it was yeah, mostly all black. Even think about it like that. How many times have we seen all black teams? Hardly, especially X Men. No. Like you mean you, you you're you're a mute a, a black mutant or an Asian mutant or whatever surrounded by a bunch of white people. And you don't think it's realistic for black people to want to get Have together? Their own community? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't think it's real for Storm to go try to talk to Bishop and be like, you see what this motherfucker like? Yeah. <laughs> none of them have faith, mi faced microaggressions within with other white mutants. So it's like, yeah, so it's all in the same pot, basically. Yeah. I can see that. So whoever's fucking writing it, regardless of their gender, because I'm so not discriminatory. I don't care who's writing it. It's bad writing. <laughs> like, even with women, like there hasn't been that many women writing X-Men. There hasn't mm. been that many black people writing main X-Men books. Sure, yeah. like a one-off, like like the the what, the Storm book, the yeah. solo Storm was written by uh, the, the I can't think of his name, Eric Jerome Dickey. So there has been mm. moments, but in terms of like a main X-Men book, yeah. there hasn't been, it's mostly been written by white people, mm. white men at that. Okay. So it's like, it's all the same, even with the women, it's the same yeah. thing. White men writing so women. maybe we do need more variety. I mean, obviously it's not a new epiphany, but yeah, we need more diversity behind the scenes of these things. Maybe that would help. I don't know, man. Cause I feel like I say that, but I feel like when you get, especially nowadays, when you get a black writer or a white writer in there, they're going to be the, the progressive people that are trying to make these same tropes. They, cause it's, I can't, I don't know. I don't have enough examples to be like, this black writer wrote this black person to be too fucking black or not too black, too black or, or too perfect. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't have enough examples to make that point, but 
I feel like that's the, the the reason why a lot of this is even happening in the first place. There's a lot of, then, a lot of new comic writers even. I was gonna say it also bring in the progressive side. I was gonna say, but to also part more. of it is we're playing a lot of catch up because how often have we seen like a black character or an Asian character or anything like that get their own book? Shang Chi is the first time we're getting a Asian big blockbuster super, not even just superhero movie, but a big blockbuster movie starring an Asian person. Mm. Ryan Coogler was the first time a black director even got a movie with a hundred million dollar budget. Yeah. I'm not even just talking about superheroes. I'm talking about period. Yeah. So it's like a lot of it is like catch up because it's only just now happening. So it's like you're trying to, a lot of people are trying to- Overcompensate. Get, yeah, overcompensate and get rid of like hundreds of years of narrative of like black people can only be villains. Black people can only be the funny best friend. That's kind of why I have a problem with Free Guy. Well, oh, we'll, get, uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Because we can't, yeah, but like- the, the Not Kevin Hart. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> um, before we get out of He-Man though, I, I just want to make one more positive note about the writing. The fact that they made Orko so likable, and even though he died, but they didn't show him die, they just showed him disappear. So maybe he's not dead. But the fact that they made Orko, who's like annoying, he's annoying. In the original, he's he's like the, the annoying sidekick. They do a good job of characterizing him as a fuck up and then making you feel really bad for him. See, I didn't feel. So you didn't care about him? I was like, I, I love just, his backstory, but I was like, he's I didn't Oracle. Spend, that's all. That's yeah, but I was like, like I didn't spend enough time with him. I'm like, who cares? Even, but that's not even that's, what I was talking about. That's not even what I was talking about. Like, but like when I'm like, oh, they did certain things with certain characters. I'm like, whatever. Like what I was supposed to specifically talk about is Moss Man. Oh, him burning? When Moss Man showed up and he he's, burned and he died, it felt like the show just stopped because everybody just had the reaction like, yeah. holy shit. Holy, yeah, and I was well, like, who the fuck is this? Because well, that was basically if there was a Pokemon like remake and they kill Pikachu. Like, because it's he, he's like Masters of the Universe. He's like one of the main Masters of the but Universe. That's my characters. point. Like, they didn't do anything to real, no. real new it, people you in. You had to have known who that character is from the previous show. And that's that's like basically you as a as an adult watching your childhood burn like oh what the fuck it just sets up the He Man death because it's like oh people can die in this holy shit so yeah that's I could see that because it did everything was like oh my god yeah, like Moss literally Man, everybody like, not Moss yeah, Man everybody, everything stopped for the show like, and I was but like we just introduced Moss Man like, yeah, I was in like the very previous scene like um okay <laughs> yeah, <ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah again who is this for you know but yeah the whole Orco and him being an Oracle. But him fucking it up, so they all called him Orko. Yeah, I got that, but it's that's all. Still, but that's, I'm like, that's all made up for the show. I just like, it was all new. I just learned about him. Like oh. who, he died. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> it was like seeing a mascot, like a cute mascot from your childhood, die. And it was like fuck. And he was cool. He was, he was powerful by the end. So fuck. Was he? <laughs> I mean, he was holding back the devil. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you go Orko. You had one job. But yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like stuff like that, where I'm like, the, there were moments where the writing was great. But the other moments, I'm just like, ah, I'm frustrated. <laughs> I'm like. I'm like, I, out of the, this whole show, the person I liked the most was Evelyn. I can see that. Yeah, I liked, I liked, I liked that moment and where it was a, like, and a Cersei. Like, was evil in your name? Or like, no, I chose that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I felt like out of all the act, she was the best voice actor out of the cast. Agreed. And as a character, I felt like she had the most depth. You could yeah, see that had, even at yeah, the end. Yeah, her character had the most depth. Yeah, when Skeletor came back, she was actually starting to like grow a fondness for the group. Yeah. I like that, you know, she was, it was evil. It was the good guys and the evil guys joining forces because it, just like with, uh, with like, uh, you know, like Frieza in the Tournament of Power, like the universe is going to be destroyed. Yeah, so, the uni yeah, <laughs> if the universe goes, I'm going too. Yeah, like, so, gonna, yeah. Can't be evil for no universe. It's like, oh, you're right. Let me help you. <laughs> Yeah, so I like their, the, how they bonded over the course of the show. See, again, that's good writing. There, there are elements in this that I really liked. And other elements, I'm like, why did you, <laughs> why? 
It's just like they, they had a show and somebody would come in and go, no, you got to make a strong woman. <laughs> it's like, what? okay. <laughs> but anyway. Evelyn is a strong woman. She is. She is a strong woman and she's great. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's it for for He Man. Uh, do you want to even touch on Free Guy? When you're fucking hungry, but I can't eat until after four thirty. Why? I have blood work, so I can't eat for eight, uh, eat for eight hours. Uh, how long's news? I don't have that much. Oh, okay, so do you want to just mention just uh, in passing talk about Free Guy real quick before we uh, wrap it up? Sure. Yeah, just non spoilers. Non spoiler. Yeah. So a uh, Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> What if you discovered your entire world was a game? No, it's a video game. Is this what recreational drugs feel like? In two days, the game is going to shut down. What if we can save it? Everybody down on the ground! Hi. This isn't you. You don't do this. Maybe I do. Please, that mother. He's just resting. In pieces! That man is dead! He's so sleepy. And the director's cool too. I've, I've followed him on Instagram after I saw him at the premiere. He seems really chill. I found out he directed uh, episodes of The Secret World of Alex Mack. So I was like, ah, that's throwback. fun. That's yeah. I was like, I've, since I was a, ch- I'm still waiting for my ke- a chemical to fall on me as I'm walking <laughs> to become liquid. <laughs> yeah. I've always, I'm like, I want her powers. I, I want to be a puddle that people could step on. And I go, ow. ow. <laughs> but that wasn't just her. That wasn't only her power. She has super strength and she ate curry. Yeah. And my, my family's Caribbean. So. I totally forgot about that part of her powers. <laughs> yeah. She gave that in later seasons. Yeah. But yeah, my family's Caribbean. So I'm always eating curry. So give me the super strength. <laughs> or like the telekinesis shooting fucking zap, yeah. zap people. I mean, talking about Suicide Squad having no right being as good as it was. I feel like this is the same Yeah, Free thing. Guy had no right being as good as it was. Did like I had think. no expectations. No. Going into this movie, I thought it was gonna be stupid. Yeah, same. <laughs> but you know, it's a, you know, how many things have we seen like this? Where it's a it's a video game world, but yeah, that's that not game. just that. But like, yeah, video game movies have not been all that good. And, I, and funny, I said this. I was like, the best video game movie it, to me is Detective Pikachu, which also coincidentally enough stars Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> so you want to get video? Game you want to get good? Yeah, <laughs> you want to get video game movie? Cast Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, he's the only one that can do it. <laughs> And uh, this movie reminds me a lot of Ready Player One, which a lot which, like which works one. which works because one of the writers wrote Ready Player One, mm. so it's like literally the same. Yeah, but I I enjoyed the world. I enjoyed the concept. I enjoyed like the 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 idea of free city and just this this uh, concept of NPCs becoming sentient. Yeah, especially Skynet. <laughs> basically, <laughs> like Skynet's happening. <laughs> especially as a gamer myself, like you think yeah. about like free city is basically Grand, Grand Theft Auto. Auto. Yeah, yeah. You're walking down the street, so, you hear the NPCs saying the same things over and over again. Yeah, or like people get sh- your hand in my pocket. <laughs> or like people shooting NPCs, running them over. Like that's part of the fun of Grand Theft Auto. So yeah. it's like imagine a world where they feel. Yeah, NPCs have a have an actual life and yeah. Yeah, they feel and yeah. there's there's difference to them that kind of made me go interested like i would like the game that had oh what no never mind but i was gonna say i would i would be interested in seeing like 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 a game concept of of that oh, like, of free city yeah or yeah. like an npc gaining some type of sentient or like the uh idea of what's on the poster like don't be a background character your whole life or something like that. Mm. I, I mean, I, I just love the writing. Everything you're saying, I totally agree with. Like, I thought that was an interesting concept. And yeah, yeah like every single, and of course you cast Ryan Reynolds who comes from an improv background. Yeah. 
Ryan Reynolds can, tell the, Ryan the Reynolds could take improv. he could take anything. He could take this glasses case and make you laugh. Yeah. So yeah, his like, weird metaphors for like uh, the the days he was having are like, oh, this coffee is so good. And whatever metaphor you come up, you could tell it was improv, but they're all funny. I, I yeah, love like Ryan Reynolds all can always make you laugh. And yeah. granted, Deadpool. He's every, Deadpool. I was gonna say it. Everything. I was literally just about to say it. Everything. He's PG thirteen Deadpool. Also, but that's Ryan. Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. He just take kicks it up to an eleven. That's his personality type. I haven't seen every single ryan runner's movie but i feel like every single movie he's in he's just deadpool well i feel like the pattern now too is like if you have ryan Reynolds in your movie have him narrate because he narrated in deadpool he narrated in this ain't narrated in hitman's wife bodyguard i'm like he narrates in everything yeah even hitman's <laughs> wife deadpool. hitman's wife bodyguard he's deadpool yeah he's just deadpool <laughs> blade 2 he's just deadpool before yeah. he even knew he was deadpool <laughs> like that's just his personality yeah when you say born for a role am I right like, <laughs> yeah pretty much like i did hear that there was a movie that he was in called buried and he was like he was supposedly like it's like a thriller or whatever. Very light, like he's very light. Yeah, I think so. And they, oh. he he won a. Oh, not, I don't think he won, but he got a lot of accolades for that because it was like that's a very different Ryan Reynolds performance. Mm. So I would like to go back and check that movie out to see because I'm like. Yeah, like I feel like every movie he just plays the same thing. And I mean, yeah. obviously it's working for him. He's getting paid millions of dollars yeah. playing himself. But at the same time, I'm like, I want to see you do something different. Yeah, fair. But even but at least but, what he does. But regardless, like, yeah, like but it. I was yeah. gonna say, but regardless what we did, what he did in this movie, it worked and yeah. everything was funny. Um like and I and I enjoyed the main characters. Uh Joe Carey is in this movie from Stranger Things. Mm. Um and the girl. Oh, yeah. Steve. I didn't realize <laughs> I didn't realize the girl, the main girl. She was playing both the, the her real life and she was also the video game character. I didn't realize that was her. You didn't realize it was the same person? I didn't realize it was the same person. What? Why? Because of the accent? <laughs> yeah, I thought, and then the wig, I, I thought it was a different person. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, that's kind I'm of a- with faces. Yeah, right? I was like, that's kind of a waste of an actress. Like, why? What? <laughs> why get her, have her play a different avatar? I didn't, yeah, I didn't realize it was the same person. That's funny. So good on her. I, she's I, a good actor. I can't even say that because it's technically a cameo they didn't reveal. But I like that you're saying that there is a character in this that is a, played by a celebrity in the video game. But I guess there's a celebrity in both. But it's it, he's not the same. So like the guy who you see in the video game is like super muscular and cool looking. But then you see the the guy controlling the avatar yeah. is like a typical nerd. Mom, don't take my sock. It's yeah. my special sock. <laughs> and then you, you have the video game character saying those things. It's just funny. <laughs> yeah, like even, even yeah, even the the cameos in certain moments. And uh, so, you, but you didn't like the sidekick. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that. But uh, yeah, like overall, I did enjoy the movie but yeah there was something that nagged at me throughout the entire movie that didn't make me enjoy this movie that made me not enjoy this movie as much as I wanted to so because of that there was like it started to every little thing I started to notice mm. and great at me mm. because even like the, the 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 romantic oh love at first sight type of stuff I was just like oh. but it made sense it made sense yeah but for him that's what I'm saying like they did not for job. her well, kind of, because it was based on her. Like, so everything he liked was because of her. Yeah, I, I think that was. I think that was well. I think that was smart. Even even the the fact that he's AI, they could just been like he's just becoming self aware. That's it. But there was actually an underlying reason within the story why he was becoming yeah, self aware. I get that, but so I was I just like, like good but, writing. Good but writing. it's just the fact that the, what they did with the stereotypical the black best friend character played by Lil Rel Howie. He was totally Kevin Hart. That's it's he, like they couldn't afford Kevin Hart. Yeah, <laughs> got him. basically. And I mean, I get it. Like he's a comedian, so if you're gonna cast a comedian, especially in a comic, like even like Taika Waititi, like he was basically playing playing himself 
Just this add, is actually just the one role where I'm added, like, just some added, like, because I'm like, mm, not even just that, but he was like, so I'm like, I'm like, oh, is he supposed to be a rapper? Like, why, why is he talking like this, bro? Oh, I, I thought, I, I thought he was like the eccentric billionaire. He reminded me of like, well, I think, um, yeah, he's a billionaire, but Facebook he was still like, like, no, Mike Zuckerberg. I mean, yeah. Mark Zuckerberg doesn't talk like this, no, yo. no, but like if he was like super with I, gold, with gold chains and. I, I liked it. It was. It was. I, you know why else I liked it? Cause I've never seen Taika Waititi in an asshole role like that. Usually he's just like the quirky friend type. Usually he's the black guy. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't hate it. I'm just saying, like, I st- because of the what, what they did with Lil Ron Howard, I just started to notice every little thing. I'm just like, wow. Oh. Mm. But so yeah, I just did. I, that's that was the, my that was my main gripe with the movie. Like, I just like so you have this one character that's just there to be the black best friend, and he's nothing else. And the funny the funny black guy, there was nothing else to his character. They don't add any backstory to his character. And backstory, then, they're, they're they're AI. Like the backstory is he lives in that bank with him and that's it yeah but everybody else got backstory he's like he's the, like a main character the other ai got backstory? no i'm not talking about the other ai well, he's ai well, I'm, I'm, well, I'm talking about the other main like he's he's a main character ish yeah but they didn't really get like he was just he was just the funny best friend see i actually disagree because i i liked his i mean i see what you're saying i definitely and then do also the, there were moments the where black best friend vibes for sure and then there were moments where like like magic Negro vibes where like he has to give, he has to prop up and give advice to the white guy to make him realize his, 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 his glory and everything like that. Real, I, I, again, I see where you're coming from, but that speech he gave him, I felt like was full circle because because he tried to. Yeah. I like the theme. So and the that's theme, something that they do with him at the end. Well, I was just like, granted, they walked it back, but still, I'm just yeah. like. Okay, I see where you're coming from, but I didn't. I didn't feel these things, and it's because I felt like I love the writing and the theme of his character, which was to me the whole the whole movie felt like a metaphor for for finding yourself and and being fearless about uh, going out and and uh, you know knowing yourself. Just, you can do whatever. There's a line he says. Uh, Ryan Reynolds says where it's like, "Life doesn't just have to happen to you. You can go out and make it happen." And I feel like that's a metaphor for real life. It's a metaphor for anybody who feels stuck in a situation where they they feel like they're in a loop. They feel like they're on rails in their life. When it's like, no, you could get off that track. You just have to be able to realize it. you need to put on maybe some different sh- perspective, put on different glasses. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's a metaphor. So then his character, the black best friend, there's a moment where he's like, after Ryan Reynolds starts coming to himself, just leveling up, he starts coming to himself. He's like, hey, you could be this too. Like, you're my best friend, and I want this for you. Like, you don't have to be afraid. And he, he looks at me and goes, I can't. I'm sorry. Like, he, it's, it's a joke at first. He's like, he's like, no, I don't no, I don't want it. No, no, no. But he's like, just take it. And he's like, I can't. I'm sorry. And I feel like maybe it spoke to me because I understand fear. I understand anxiety. I feel like that was somebody who couldn't take the leap of faith. You know what I mean? Like, he, he felt stuck, and he... On some level, he knew that what his friend was saying was true, but he didn't want to take that that leap of faith. And he couldn't take the leap of faith. That's why he apologized. But then later, he he does come around. And I, I like that arc for him. And at the end, when he does get to give the advice to Ryan Reynolds, it felt more like full circle. Like, like Ryan Reynolds tried to help him, and now he's helping his friend. And it's a very beautiful sentiment he gave him, where it was like, you know, this is real, me and you. Like, I like I like the friendship. Like, and it's, I think it's the strength of their acting and the writing, but I think it's a lot of their acting and their chemistry together. You didn't get that? 
No, I, I I like the chemistry, but he's still the black best friend. For sure. And even like, yeah. The, yeah, it is a trope where what happens at the end, they walk it back. But I was like, really? <laughs> Come on. But yeah, he he, he does he's exist. A, he's a Jaiman Hansu. Yeah, he, he, he exists just to probably Ryan Reynolds. That That's true, too. So I, I see where you're coming from. But I liked him. It was Kevin Hart ass. <laughs> that was really my only complaint. I was like, man, it, it feels like they, they wanted to cast Kevin Hart, but they couldn't get him. <laughs> um... I even like, and they revealed it in trailers, but the the other version of Ryan Reynolds is in yeah, this movie. That, that's one thing I also wish they would have saved. Why they released that? Yeah. Like, that they did funny. a whole promotional, like, yeah. his character was on Men's, Men's, uh, what was it, Men's Health magazine. Yeah. He's guy, he's dude. The big I'm like, dude. yeah, I wish they would have saved that for the- Because it was a like, hilarious yeah, reveal in the like, movie. like, you knew it was coming, but it's like, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Well, well, I, I didn't know it was coming in the movie. No, as soon as they say, oh, let's get dude, I'm like, okay, who who, who is that? I didn't think it was going to be Ryan Reynolds, but muscular. <laughs> no, I, I, I knew, yeah. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> it's kind of, almost kind of how I feel about, I wish they saved the Wong and Abomination thing in Shang-Chi. Yeah, like, I, yeah I agree with that, yeah. But yeah, I, I, so what would you rate this movie? Because even the I, even the action set pieces were cool. Yeah, the action set pieces were cool. There's like surprise moments that happens. Oh my god, I was gonna talk about yeah. the fucking. Oh, it's, uh, if you're a fan of superhero shit, you're gonna love the ending of this. <laughs> um, it's weird because I, I I did really enjoy the movie overall. And despite my gripes, I did really enjoy the movie overall. But at the same time, part of me is like, but when I go to the theater for this. Like this is something See, that that's yeah it's it's one of those things and then also would I watch this invited and then also would I watch this again that too I don't know if I would yeah I don't know if I would so I enjoyed the time that I had yeah but a I don't know if I would this is something I'd want to trek to the theater I'm like yeah watch this at home yeah and I would probably wouldn't watch this again yeah. so because of that I'm wa- I'm also waffling between two ratings and I feel like maybe we're all in the same boat maybe. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a high, a high passable. Oh, never mind. Fuck, we're on a different boat. Sorry. I thought you were gonna say high more than that. Like, I think I'm between a high more than passable and perfect vision. Like I'm, I'm on the cusp. Like and I'm trying to think about reasons why I wouldn't give it the perfect vision and kind of what you just said. Like, would I watch this again? I don't, I don't think so. But I did enjoy the time. I was watching it. I was pleasantly, but it's also like I went in with such low expectations that, like, because it surprised me, I enjoyed it even more. So I'm like, yeah, and I I get that because I even when I even reviewed this on YouTube, I was like, I feel like a lot of people will love this movie more than I did, Mm. and I not won't be surprised by that. But yeah, like I just I couldn't get the stuff out my head, and it bothered me more than I wanted it to. And I was Mm. like, stop it, stop, no, don't think about it. But I'm like, no, I can see it though. I can see where you're pissing me off. Yeah, no, but it's valid. I I totally feel where you're coming from. Um, I just didn't see it that way. And again, I think it's because the if the writing was weaker and they didn't have those emotional moments with those characters, I would totally be on board. Like, yeah, fuck it, fuck it. He's just the best friend trope. But I think a good job of flushing him out with Ryan Reynolds and their friendship. Um, Plus, I was like. Why couldn't Ryan Reynolds fall in love with Joe Carey? Come on. I'm like, I'm tired of straight. I'm tired of straight shit. <laughs> Joe Carey. Who's who that? Who's Joe Carey. Stranger Things. Oh, Steve? Yeah. Steve the Hair Harrington? Yeah. <laughs> uh, never crossed my mind. <laughs> but I did like how he's- Of course the, not. Yeah, there's a- Because I mean, you're yeah. part of the straight agenda. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking straight agenda. 
you're not wrong actually that's that's a point where i wouldn't think about it um but yeah so uh, uh we'll we'll break into spoilers for a little bit next week but that's it for our free guy non-spoiler review and with that let's get into news of the week with michael she's the black iron man but she's not tony stark they just don't want their characters quote unquote i could call you a nigga you if he says that shit to you his ass on instagram i don't want to hand me down kitty gay things it's all straight and white What's going down? Michael News. So trailers. Okay. Ghostbusters. Mr. President, you're... I'm fine. Come on, guys. This is a man's world. This is a man's world. But it wouldn't be nothing. Madam President, power plants will start to shut down. Which which city? All of them. Somewhere is the answer to how this all happened and how we fix it. Who are you? Yorick. You're reproductively interesting. Wow. Okay. Uh, I would hope that if all men died, it would devolve into what I would think a male apocalypse would be. <laughs> right? Because it's not like women rape and pillage historically. Well, there might, might not be rape, but there'll still be war. Like, women still will war with each other. And I can talk out the feelings. I mean, even think of- <laughs> I mean, even think about like I'm so not sexist. I thought the world would be better with. <laughs> I mean, even think about women. women infighting. Why is she wearing that? Or uh, and at least the war. Battle <laughs> the outfits. I mean, All right, we're talking about white last man. Let's so start with that. Uh, yeah, I guess yes. Start with white last man. Yeah, I've never read the comic, and the the trailer surprised me because I was talking to Michael about it. I thought that in a world where all men cease to exist, it wouldn't just devolve into what I perceive as a male apocalypse, which is like which I'm like doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> destroy shit. I don't know. I thought women would be like, all right, guys, we need to bring together. But if half the population disappears, it's going to be chaos. Yes, it would be chaos. We've seen Infinity War. We know this. <laughs> but I I don't know. I thought like they would. Get their shit together faster than, than men. Well, we also don't know how long, like, how long it, like, it's not. It looks I, like it I doubt it's a 10-year gap or yeah. a 20-year gap. Maybe 10 years down the line, it'd be better. Yeah. But right in the middle of it, it'd be chaos. Plane, also, planes all... crashing. Like, I met, like, I think how many pilots are men. Yeah. True. True. It's interesting. Or how many people have power that are men. Did you ever see the movie um, uh, Children of Men? No. Kind of the same thing. No. It's basically never, never heard of it. Oh, really? I, I recommend it. It's really, I mean, it's not my typical type of movie, but the cinematography is really good. And it's about the same kind of thing. No more men in the world. It's only one man left. Seems to happen a lot. Maybe because the opposite would be too creepy. If there's only one woman left in the world and every man was trying to fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> Although I feel like, has that happened in the narrative? Uh, that movie with Captain Marvel and Spider-Man was kind of like that recently. Remember that one where it's like the you can hear men's thoughts, or you can oh, see men's thoughts. I've heard of. I I didn't actually see it. I didn't see it either. But that was kind of that premise. And it's like, oh, girl, oh, girl, what girl? It's just dudes are just creepier than girls. <laughs> like even mean, they, in, yeah, they are in that trailer. Even the 
she makes like, oh, you're reproductively interesting. Like from a woman, that's that's kind of like cute or endearing. But from a man, it's like, all right, stay away, creeper. <laughs> like, but I mean, they don't talk about it, but women. I mean, and society is like, oh yeah, really? But women, a woman can rape a man. Yeah, women can rape a man. I know. I'm it's just saying. Happened on like True Blood. It happened in Wonder Woman. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Not the same thing, but <laughs> oh, is it though? How'd you feel about the trailer? I mean, it looks interesting. Yeah, it looks interesting. Again, I didn't read the comic, so I have no idea. I heard it's great though. I ha- yeah, I have the comic, but you haven't read the comic. I, I have the comic. Okay, <laughs> why do you have it? You haven't read it. Then? Are you I have, gonna read? I it? have Blu-rays that I haven't watched. <laughs> fair point. Fair point. <laughs> All right. So, when's it coming out? Is it September thirteenth. So I'm gonna try to read something before. Mm. Yeah. Did you ever continue with Invincible? Or did you stop after? I stopped. Okay. And I'm going to pick up on season two. <laughs> like I still got it open to the same page. I mean, it's good, though. You don't want to read too far ahead and spoil your shit. I think it's crazy, so I wouldn't want to. But no, I, I kind of looked. I kind of skimmed through and I was like, oh, wait, no, I need to read this shit. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Some crazy shit happens. Yeah. I mean, I've seen weird shit. With, like- with Omni-Man, Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that. You, you find out where he went and then what happened where he when when he went. Oh, okay. Now, I saw things like, it looks like Mark gets older, so maybe there's a time skip at some point. So, I don't know. Not where I am. Not yet. Okay. There would have to be just for him to be competitive with any of those characters. But anyway, that's it for, for Why the Last Man, I guess. What else is there? Um, Ghostbusters. You're a great mom. I don't know. I'm fine with Trevor. But with Phoebe, she really keeps me on the outside. That's normal. She's an awkward, nerdy kid. Maybe a new home can be an opportunity to start fresh. I just wish she'd get into some trouble. There's still time. What are you doing here in Somerville, anyway? We're completely broke. And our grandfather left us this creepy old farmhouse in the middle of nowhere father wasn't much of a homemaker. He could hardly keep the power on. You're saying he left us nothing? Well, I wouldn't say nothing. You went with the station wagon? It's the only one that had an engine. Ghostbusters. Afterlife. I think about that. Yeah, that wasn't in the trailer. There was not even the sad piano version of. Maybe they're saving it for the movie. It seems dark. Is it? Is it not a comedy? Is it like a drama? It doesn't seem like it's a comedy. No. There's no jokes. No, there's not a single joke. Even Paul Rudd, he didn't throw any jokes. No, I can't. I can't imagine there's no jokes in a Ghostbusters movie. They just the the Ghostbusters 2016 was too too funny, so they went the complete opposite direction and made it like all drama. Yeah, they seem. The grant it's not rated R, but they seem they're leaning into the ghost aspect of. Stranger Things. Yeah, it's basically strange. Yeah, it's basically Stranger Things. Like you literally have Finn Wolfhard in a movie. Yeah. And he was wearing a Ghostbusters outfit in Stranger Things. So yeah. it's kind of like snaking in its own tail. <laughs> um I mean I'm interested. It looks, it looks like it's yeah, it looks good. And I like the unlike in the twenty sixteen movie, they're they're not just rebooting it and not No, this actually connects yeah. to the original Ghostbusters. Yeah, the girl a little Which I believe granddaughter the, of Egon. I believe the director is the original director's son. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. What a legacy. All right. I hope it's good. 
because I I feel like Ghostbusters is one. So of if anybody's really will try to put some care into this movie, it'd be you know it wants to live up to his father's legacy or or continue his father's legacy or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what happens with the daughter of Egon. Because I remember in the first, and I think Paul Rudd is a ghost. You think he's a ghost in real life because he doesn't age? Oh, oh, I'm like, oh shit, is that could be like the the sixth sense twist. Like you've been dead the whole time, Paul Rudd, and we're gonna bust you. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he got to like 35 and froze, which is weird because he's he's white. And they usually age bad. Yeah, they age like milk. <laughs> yeah, so kudos to you, Paul Rudd. Whatever baby blood you're bathing in. <laughs> Well, speaking of baby blood. What? Uh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, what is this transition going to be? <laughs> Stranger Things season four. Oh, and I want some baby death. <laughs> you, want, you, want, you want child death again? <laughs> now they're like teenagers, I guess it's the final. Yeah, they're not, they're not ch- children anymore. Yeah. But um, I'm like, it's the final season. Somebody has to die. <laughs> I mean, it was going to be Harper, but now he's back. Yeah, but now he's back. <laughs> I just want to see that mind flare in the real world. I want to see some Cthulhu shit. See what happens there. And it seems like they are going back to the whole because people are kidnapping 11. So I guess it's that government organization that made all the other one through 10. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're going to so touch a little more into that. Maybe they're all, they're going to be Captain, the Captain Planets of the world where she finds one through 10 and then they, they combine powers, they combine to, powers to finally take out the Mind Flayer. Yeah. Which I'm like, I feel like Stranger Things is, is weird because like they try to tell two separate stories because like the 11th story could be like something. It's all of a thing, yeah. Yeah, all in of itself, as opposed to now you're also dealing with an extra dimensional force. Yeah. But to be fair, without her, it'd be real hard to fight that extra dimensional force. It would be, but then it's like, <laughs> but then with, with all the other kids, you can't really focus on them because then how do you get to the main kids, yeah. like with Will? And yeah. It seems like Will is still on some weird shit. I mean, once you get mind flayed, never go back, right? So. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm just. I, but I, it, I wonder if this because it doesn't say the final season. So. True. Yeah, you think they would market it that way. But also, Netflix's whole thing is usually after four seasons, the show ends anyway. Like, isn't that the yeah, idea? But Lucifer is coming back for fifth. Wait, was Lucifer wasn't on Netflix? It wasn't on Netflix, but they still did. I think they did like three seasons or whatever. No, Netflix was season four. No, I thought it was no, you on Netflix. Th- I think I think Netflix was season four, season five. Now they're on season six. I thought it was you though. Told me that Netflix. Either no, I heard it was from me. You. It was me. It was you. Yeah, yeah. So they only do three to four seasons because it was the only way to keep things profitable. But this is like their biggest franchise. Like, right? Isn't Stranger Things their biggest original yeah, it's the biggest. series? Well, it, well, it is now because originally it was uh, what's his face? What? Uh, with Kevin Spacey. House of Cards. Yeah, House of Cards. That's, that's the thing that like started the Netflix. Oh uh, well, we don't talk about that no more. Yeah. <laughs> now we only talk about Stranger Things. House of Cards and Orange is the New Black is like the start of the Netflix original series. Right, 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 right. So yeah, so this is their biggest. I'm, I'll be if anything's gonna get more than four seasons to be this. But I'm just in terms of story, I'm like, where else are they gonna go after this? But I yeah. think Orange is the New Black went for eight seasons. Yeah, it went for eight seasons. Mm, okay. So maybe they, this will go past four. Yeah, I feel like it was the final. They would like put that in the advertising just to make sure you watch it. Interesting. Uh, Cobra Kai, even though they didn't really. Yeah, I'm like, it was not even really a trailer. Well, it was more know, just like. We know it's coming in December. Yeah, hey, remember Cobra Kai? It's coming. Like, oh, sweet. All right, sweet. <laughs> That's another one. I'm like, is this the final season? This is season four, right? Season four. Yeah. So. I feel like five, they could do one more after this. Because like this whole season is the tournament. Yeah. Yeah, they could do like post-tournament or whatever. <laughs> Life after tournament. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I love the series, so I, I don't want it to end. But all good things all good must things end in time. Just, unless you're Marvel and DC. <laughs> they go <on> forever. <laughs> but uh, 
Speaking of Marvel, let's talk about the final trailer, which it's totally gay, but it won't be. I'm like, what? For what? Venom. <laughs> oh, all right. I forgot that came out last week. Venom. Venom. <laughs> He's totally gay, Freddy. Please, why me? That's mine. It's yours. And what's yours? It's mine. I have tasted blood before, and that is not it. All I ever wanted in this world is carnage. gay what oh you mean venom the monster yes venom the monster <laughs> like think about the first one like where he took control of his girlfriend yeah and he started and making him. yeah making out with him yeah. and she was like what happened like she hadn't shoot that wasn't her she yeah. had no control over that so that was, that was venom doing that so why is he in an abusive relationship where he calls him a loser all the time <laughs> you're a loser because that's how you do it right? yeah. you know how they say like when you're oh you like someone you've you, you pick on them yeah that's that's fucking venom i love the trailer I mean, I, more than I thought I would. And I think it's because they've, I, I'm not. For, they, they changed the wig. <laughs> oh, thank God. That's number one. But I, I'm glad they, they're they leaning more into the humor because I feel like that's what worked the best in that first movie. Not so much like the, like even though this is horror, this trailer is more horrifying than some of the shit that we saw in the first movie. It's like, why isn't it rated R? Like it should be rated R. It's not rated R? I don't think so. The fuck? You can't have Carnage Wait, not be rated R. Was the first one rated R? Yeah. Oh, it was? I thought it was. I don't... No, wait. Wasn't it? Was it? Maybe it wasn't. I don't think so. No, I think it was PG-13. You're right. So, yeah, I'm like... How are you going to show Carnage French kissing a dude to death and make that PG-13? That shot freaked me out. I hate body image. I guess they so. won't show him pull him apart. But, okay, so my question is, is that what he's doing? Is he killing that or, guy? Or he or might is he not be killing him. him. He could be infecting him. Yeah, like Carnage USA. Or or even, I think even... Did they do the Maximum Carnage too? I remember Carnage USA. He made I don't like think so. Okay, but Carnage USA, he made like Carnage zombies. For like, so it could be that. Yeah. Well, part of me is also like, and obviously they got to do it, but I'm like, how does he win without Spider? Like, he needed Spider Man to defeat Carnage. That was the whole thing when Venom and when Venom and Spider Man. It was point. the first time they teamed up because they needed somebody to. If Andrew Garfield Spider Man showed up at the end of this movie, Please, I'd give it a perfect vision just automatically. He's not. He's not. But imagine if he did. And it, okay, so if, if it would not, be smart. It would be smart. It would be smart. Um, I mean, if they don't though, I'm like Toxin's dead, so you can't even do a team with no symbiote. Maybe the other chick. Because even with that, that's a red one. Yeah. It's like you better transform. You, better, you can eat all the people you want. I can eat all the people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah. He became like fucking Kool-Aid man. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. I wonder if they're gonna make it uh, establish that 
Because in original, it was a thing where it was a spawn of venom. Yeah, it was. But the fact that he was like surprised by saying it, I assume it happened because when he bites his hand. Which was weird. Yeah, very weird. You're venom. Like, you don't have fast reacting time or something. Or like, you can't put your hand away. Your blood is different. Yeah. So let's assume that the symbiote blood mixing with him is what made Carnage. So we're in the symbiote planet. So instead of it being a child, it'll be a thing where it's like a mutant. Like yeah. maybe the red ones in the Venom planet are mutated Venom symbiotes or something. That's why they're more dangerous. Maybe that's how they're going to explain it. Uh, or they're just not going to explain it. I mean, the fact that he called it a red one made me think that they he knows about red symbiotes or something. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like this trailer looked good. Like, Cars looks good. Like and CGI on him. Yeah, he looks dope. And it's different than the first one in the sense that yeah, it's still dark, but, but it's not more. as dark. And also, just by virtue of if Toxin Venom fight, it's like one black thing versus a dark blue-black thing. <laughs> At least this is red and black, so it's very clear <laughs> what the differences are. Yes. Um, but Or maybe even he'll team up with uh, Shriek, because Shriek's in the trailer. Remember that shot where she's screaming and the prison cell is, like, vibrating? Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Because in the comics, she she had a symbiote. So Shriek has a symbiote, yeah. Yeah, so maybe it is Carnage giving other people symbiotes and that's what the story's gonna be maybe he team and her and you know, maybe that's what we're gonna do because her ability is their weakness right so maybe Sound, if she, yeah. yeah so if she teams up with Venom she could help turn the tide against Carnage maybe maybe but yeah after this trailer I'm like cause I was like I liked the first Venom movie but it was like mm. yeah it, I'm not it, that's why I wasn't like looking forward to this movie at all but the trailer well, yeah, did kind of sell me yeah but you know, sometimes trailers can be deceiving. So, because uh. even the slap, like the, again, the comedy, the slapstick of Venom and, and Eddie's relationship, where he's like, <laughs> he punches him in the nose. He's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm gonna heal it for you." So they bring it again. <laughs> like, oh, like, like it's 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 cute. It's funny. They're, to- they're totally fucking. <laughs> like, you don't think Eddie Brock's jerking off with the Venom, like to make it into like a sex butt? <laughs> I mean, if I had the ability to make, <laughs> I guess I would. He's <laughs> like, "Oh, Eddie, you like that? Yeah." It's not gay. It's masturbation. <laughs> Oh my god! Make you feel good, Eddie. <laughs> also, he's, he broke up with that girl again. I guess what the fuck because I didn't see her. I don't see her name in the lit in like the cast list. No, but she was in the trailer, wasn't she? Or was she? Yeah, she at the at the end, and then oh, I, I thought remember. I thought I so. I yeah, don't remember? But it seemed like they were broken up again. So it was like, what was the point of that first movie? I thought they got back together by the end. And right? I thought I thought the tra- the the carnage transformation. I thought it looked good, like when he transformed. Yeah, yeah. The, all the CGI on them looks great. I'm like, okay, kudos there. Now let's throw in that Andrew Garfield Spider Man and make this a perfect ten. <laughs> not gonna, not gonna happen. Nah, probably not. If if Sony's smart at all, that's what they would do. But, but they're not. But they're not. <laughs> <laughs> that should they tried this the same people that tried doing Ant Man movie. <laughs> oh God, stupid asses. <laughs> but uh, I have no segue for this. Okay. Uh, but so uh, even though we rated the Suicide Squad the best DCEU movie. It's not the best in terms of box office because Delta variant is COVID and we're still in a COVID world. So it's actually the lowest opening DCEU movie because of everything. What? So, yeah. Overall? Overall. Like, well, I mean, granted, yeah, there is a pandemic, right? So, I mean, yeah, there's so, it, so much you can do. It opened at 26.5 million. That's a damn shit. If the best movie gets the, the lowest box office on virtue of its- Open less list. than even Black Widow. Wow. Well, I mean, that makes sense. Forty, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, can see that. <laughs> That's not even a comparison. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if 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 the one of their best movies ends up doing the worst in terms of box office just because of the pandemic, that fucking sucks. 
hopefully they don't take that as like a you know hopefully they keep in mind that the pandemic is affecting the but, box but office. Santa's doing very well on HBO Max but okay. that's not I think the ratings are doing that well too. That doesn't translate into money. Right? Isn't there, aren't the yeah, ratings It's like good? a 95% of audience, audiences love it. Yeah. But again, that doesn't translate to money. What do they care about money? Yeah. Like, so, hopefully he, they keep that in mind. Eh, he, pandemic, he, guys. Because <laughs> even with HBO Max, like, I give somebody my password or whatever and they can watch it. It's not, not everybody subscribed. Mm, yeah. And that even then, and this is something we'll talk about when we get to Black Widow news, but I was like, even if you are paying for HBO Max, it's not going to Suicide Squad. It's going towards the entire HBO Max ecosystem. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. I understand. But yeah, it's, it's, it do, it does suck that you know the best movie has the lowest box office. But it also kind of makes me nervous, especially as the Delta variant is like really ramping up. I guess that's the lack for the lack of a better word. Mm. And more and more cases, like just in the, in the span of a week, it went from like two thousand cases a day to like twenty thousand cases a day in like California. Ooh, I'm like, I feel no like, one wears masks. <laughs> I feel like another lockdown is coming. So, it, in oh. some ways, part of me kind of feels like because we got a whole what month. What's the point? So I was just for the non-vaccinated because, like, what the fuck was the point of the vaccination? <laughs> well, we'll get to that, but like, because I'm like, imagine in the span of a month, especially as more and more cases start to propagate, more people get sick. Like, a manager of mine is now sick of. Uh, got COVID he wasn't vaccinated but still Mm. but um part of me kind of feels like like Shang-Chi and it's gonna get delayed again oh they're gonna push it back I I think so like especially if things are you don't think that was released on Disney Plus more and more cases I feel like after what happened after what happened with Black Widow no Oh, oh, well, hopefully they don't have him under contract the same way. <laughs> and not even just that, but even like the box office. I'm not even just talking about that, but I'm talking about like the box office of Black Widow. Like this is mm. technically the first Marvel movie to bomb. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know it was that bad. Yeah. Oh, shit. It made like, I think like $300 million, but it needed to make way more than that. Yeah, because it was the budget, probably that. Yeah. <laughs> like the budget probably the was. The budget was probably the plus the marketing. Yeah. And then plus the marketing because it got pushed back. So then they got to remarket the movie. Yeah. Wow. Shit. Okay. So yeah. So yeah, Black Widow's the first. I, th- I think it needed to make at least like. I knew it didn't do well. I assume nothing would do as well as it could have because of the pandemic. I think it needed to make at least like seven hundred million. Shit. And it only made like three. So yeah, this is the first Marvel movie to technically bomb. Shit. Even though most people, most people liked it, so I'm pretty sure. But pandemic doesn't matter. Like it's just not even a factor. It's like eh. <laughs> yeah. Studios are still. Wonder-vision. Studios are still losing money. That they don't give. They don't give a shit about that. Mm, okay. That's crazy. It's like fuck, fuck the the the, the global pandemic, <laughs> never before seen in our time. Which is also why I feel like I feel like they'll probably push it back. Mm, hopefully not. I, I hope we. I hope we don't go into lockdown. Especially again, vaccinated. What's the what's the point? <laughs> I risked my Bill yeah. Gates health on I mean, vaccination. You can, you can still get it. You can still get it being vaccinated. The only difference is I heard the they're saying being vaccinated. Yeah, the being vaccinated, your symptoms aren't as bad. But guess what? There are a lot of people that aren't getting vaccinated. And a lot of people that get it and are asymptomatic, anyways. <laughs> and then also, like I said, because uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, one of, one of the senators, Republican senators, mm. he has COVID now, and he's vaccinated. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, being back, but you still get vaccinated. Because I, I, I saw people, like a friend of mine was what's like, the point? like, well, yeah, she was like, what's the point? You can still get it even though you're vaccinated. Like, I know somebody that was vaccinated, they're in the hospital right now. I'm like, yeah, but you're naming like one case out of like, 
millions. <laughs> yeah, how many? I'm like, you can make the same. All right, there are people that get pregnant, even though they had a condom on. That doesn't stop you from wearing a fucking condom. Yeah. I mean, just in the nature of like, you don't know, especially if you've never had it before, you don't know how you're going to react to having it. So why wouldn't you want the surefire way, if you do get it, on the offense you do get it, to to curb some of those symptoms? Yeah, but people not having that. Like, uh, because like now they're supposedly saying that, like, like United is the first play company that are now mandating that employees have the vaccine. And people are like, oh, it's tyranny. Like, uh, I got to be forced to do something. That's not free. That's not freedom. We're supposed to live in a free society. You can't make me get the vaccine. Or some people were proposing, like, if you're not vaccinated, you shouldn't be allowed to go to bar. Like, you should have to show your vaccination card to be able to go to bars and the movie theaters. And people uh, people are like, oh, that's tyranny. Mm. I should be able to do what I want. I'm like, but it's not, though. Like, a child can't go to school unless they have certain vaccines. I can't travel to certain countries unless I have certain, like, when I, to go to Africa, I had to get a yellow fever shot, cholera, hepatitis A, B, mm. otherwise I couldn't go. Yeah. It's the same. Like, I can't go, I couldn't go to college unless I had certain, certain uh, shots. It's so weird how it became political. That's the, I feel like that's the only reason why it's even a debate. Because yeah. I'm like, do you, I, I mean, I guess there are people that are anti-vax in terms of even, like, the flu shot, but I'm yeah. like... You look at those people like they're crazy. But I'm like, like it's, it's the same it's, thing. But I'm like, it's literally the same thing. Even yeah. with my ID, like I can't drive a car legally unless I get insurance. Like I'm mandated to get insurance. Yeah. Like it, there's the same, the same people who complain. Like they eat hot dog. You don't know what the fuck is in a hot dog. I feel like anti-vaxxer was a dirty term before COVID, right? Like if if someone told you like, I'm anti-vaccination, you're yeah. like, what? And I mean, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Especially as a black person, I get it. Like yeah, the, the government, Tuskegee experiments, all that shit. Yeah, they wanted to experiment. They wanted to try the vaccine in Africa at first. You're just like, yeah. why? Yeah. Like so, it's like on that aspect, I get it. Yeah. Which I'm sure there's some truth to it. Yeah, I'm sure there's some truth. And I'm sure there's some truth to it. Yeah. Like, but at the same time, it's like that's why I didn't get the Johnson Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> so I waited for that Moderna slash uh, Pfizer or whatever. Pfizer, Pfizer. But I'm not, but I, at the same, I'm like, but certain things you got to look at because like it's not just black people that are getting the vaccine. Yeah. White people are getting it too. Politicians are getting it. The presidents. Yeah. George Bush. I mean, not George Bush. This The person that's been pushing this anti-vaccine narrative, fucking Trump, they're vaccinated. Or Fox News, all of them are pushing this anti-vaccine shit. Mm. They're all fucking vaccinated. Yeah. Even though they're pushing this anti-vaccine narrative. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you got to look at the, like, the bigger picture. Yeah. For sure. It just doesn't make sense because it's like, again, if... There's something, it, 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 if you don't trust this, what else, it's like a trickle down effect. What else don't you trust? Because like, ultimately it comes down to, I don't trust it. Okay, so you don't trust science. So I mean- you, Like I have a cousin, my cousin is, has COVID right fuck, now. Fuck he's, checkups. He's, yeah, he's, fuck. yeah, he's sick. <laughs> he's not in the hospital, but he's sick. But he's like, no, I'm not getting the vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> fuck taking heart medication. Fuck taking, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, cause you don't know what's in any of this shit. Exactly. You're, just, you're just trusting the science, right? So it's like, if you don't trust this, you should be across the board. Don't trust any of it. <laughs> That's kind of my, I'm like the same people that are saying don't trust this are the same people that would eat a fucking hot dog. You don't know what the fuck is in that. <laughs> From a fucking New York uh, corner stand. Yeah. <laughs> Mad sus, but you're still going to eat it, right? <laughs> well, like there's a reason the saying is like how the sausage is made mm-hmm. is, a, is a thing. Because yeah. like what the fuck is in a sausage? It's like the most... Decompose. It's like the most re- left, yeah, yeah, leftover of leftover parts of a chicken intestines. Yeah, but you're still eating it. Yeah, can't tell though because that hot dog sure is juicy when it's all together, boy. <laughs> Ballpark Franks. So yeah, 
Uh, get vaccinated. Yes. Just not Johnson & Johnson. <laughs> no, no, that will kill you. Anyway. <laughs> you know, I mean, my sister got Johnson & Johnson. She's fine, but it did like fuck her up. Uh -huh. that's, that's also a weird thing. Like well, a lot of zombies attack should be the first wave. Like a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of people got, and I'm going to ask, well, when you got your shot, did you have like, did you get like sick afterwards? Like a headache no. and shit? Mm. Yeah, like I didn't, like a lot of people my, like- My arm was just stiff. Mine too. So like a lot of people like, oh, they felt, they were like, oh, they felt terrible for the first like 24 hours. I'm like, I felt fine. Yeah, It's just I, my I, arm that hurt it. Yeah, I got Pfizer. Hurt it, is that a word? Or no. hurt? <laughs> it was hurt, but it was fine. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I didn't, the worst I had was just, it felt like there was stiffness where the shot was. Yeah, but my, I went away after too. like a couple days to a week. Yeah. Man, I don't think it took a week. I think it took like, I don't really remember. I just, I just estimated. I don't really remember. Yeah. It was a couple of days. I got I got Moderna. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you see, we've got Johnson Johnson, though, we're becoming zombies right now. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we don't know if, if, the, if this, because, uh, the, and the reason I also bring that up is, even though I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, is anybody really checking for this movie? But uh, Paramount is the first major studio to push back a movie that was supposed to come out next month. I think on the 13th, same day as Why the Last Man. They pushed back one of their major releases, Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> That's why I laughed. I was like, like major? Yeah. I mean, well, for them. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, is anybody checking for Clifford? But they're the, still the first studio to push back a movie. Yeah. So I'm like, usually if one does it, I, sometimes the, things come in threes. Yeah. So, so that's like, the first. Yeah. Maybe Shane Chi is next. The first sign of the seal, like broke the seals of the apocalypse. Yeah. I could see Disney being worried because if Black Widow didn't make its money back, and that's a known property, like she's known. Shane Chi, if you don't know him. He's not. He hasn't been in Avengers yet. So and a lot of people are pushing for like, where's the Spider-Man trailer? Where's the Spider-Man trailer? Maybe they're not releasing because I'm like, they might be thinking. Definitely about, feel like that's being pushed back. They're thinking of pushing it back. Yeah. And honestly, I would want them to even outside of COVID because I feel like. And I saw somebody talk about this on TikTok and I'm like, that's actually a good point. Yeah. The Spider-Man conversation is overshadowing Shang-Chi and Eternals. I because even even Eternals is even coming out. Even year. on. Uh, it's coming out this year, Eternals. Eternal, yeah, Shang off. That's, but that's my point. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> Shang Chi's coming out next month. Eternals coming out next month. And what are, what are toxic fanboys doing? Like uh, when uh, when they released the new posters for Shang Chi, people were like, "Where's the Spider Man trailer? Where's the Spider Man trailer?" It's yeah. like this is the first Asian led superhero movie, and people only talk about Spider Man. But see, you and I toxic. get it. no, I get it. Come toxic fanboys. That's what I'm talking about. The Kevin Smith shit. Why are they toxic? Because they want Spider Man. I mean, they're saying like, "Fuck this Asian guy." That's toxic. They are. <laughs> well, they're just saying, "Where's Spider Man?" I can but get still, that. But, but just the optics. They don't know. Who but the is. optics of it. Yeah, I get the optics of it, but I feel like if it was any lesser known superhero, they're waiting for Spider Man. <laughs> still, like if it was, I, I don't know, it was a Nas known white superhero. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I was like, Blade, but he's black. That's not gonna work. <laughs> it's still bad optics. Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying, but yeah, we'll see. So again, if they were saying fuck Asian people, <laughs> and then plus considering how close they're coming out together, like they would have to mark. I feel like they it's would have weird to, that that's too close. Eternals wait. and Shang Chi's coming out within the same month. In addition, no, 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 no. A month apart. No, Shang Chi is next month. Okay, Eternals September. is November. And then, so every two months there's gonna be Spider Man. A movie? Is, no, because Spider Man is December. Yeah, so, every so two literally months. the next month. Oh no, yeah, November, oh December. November, December. Yeah, so what the fuck? Why? Why would it be this? That makes it definitely get delayed. That makes no sense. Why would they release Spider-Man a month after Eternals? Why won't you give it at least a month buffer? At least, even that's close. In addition to like Hawkeye's coming out in November, it's a lot of shit coming out. Why do you need Spider-Man coming out the same year? Because everything got pushed back, so they're trying to. Yeah, 
I don't think it's necessary. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not in charge of this shit, but I just feel like it's too close. Definitely pushback Spider-Man. And especially for the reason you're saying. Yeah, it is overshadowing those. I didn't even know Turtles was coming out this year. I keep forgetting. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. There was a trailer for that, wasn't there? <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. Delta variant may cause all of it to get pushed back. Mm. But speaking of something else that got pushed back, James Gunn pushed his original idea for uh, Suicide Squad off, out of his head. He originally said uh, his original uh, version that he had, his first version that he had in his head was... Uh, Task Force X or Suicide Squad versus Superman. And he said, this is what the movie Wasn't that, that was the video game premise though. Wasn't there a video game Suicide Squad coming out? I have no idea. And a Superman was in it? I have no idea. I want to say there was, but But He said, when I started writing the Suicide Squad, one idea was that they would fight Superman. The Suicide Squad has to catch Superman for some reason. That was all, just a vague idea. It's gotten out of hand or is being, he's gotten out of hand or is being controlled by someone and then this group of lousy supervillains has to face the most powerful hero in the world. That, uh, no. Uh, just because for them to beat Superman in a world where Zack Snyder established that Superman being evil destroyed the world? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> like If Flash and Cyborg and Aquaman and Wonder Woman can't handle his ass, but yet Harley Quinn can? <laughs> nah. Polkadot Man can take out Superman. Nah. Rat, rat Catcher can take out Superman. Nah. Even though they're rats. Like, he's bulletproof. Yeah, like, just like, are you serious? Like, what is this? <laughs> Be a way different movie, man. I mean, he probably would have picked different characters if that was the case. Maybe, yeah. Like, maybe like Killer Frost, even though I'm like... You still. need Lex Luthor in that fucking kryptonite suit. <laughs> you need characters like that. I mean, that's a cool... That would be a cool, like, animated series premise. You know what's funny? I said that as a joke, but I feel like Lex Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor in a James Gunn movie might work. Maybe, but I'm, I don't want him anymore. I don't want him anymore either, but I'm saying in a world where we have to have him as Lex Luthor, I feel like if anyone can make that character as that actor work, it'd be James Gunn. And also with that, like jumping back to myself, even though I, I did say it's my favorite uh, DCEU movie, I still think the best live action, I mean, the best uh, Suicide Squad movie is Hell to Pay. Uh, that was the one where it's dead shot, but he's a white guy and he's fucking around with Harley Quinn. Which is how he is in the comics. Yeah, yeah, I know. No, they're not. They weren't fucking around. I thought they did. They did. They had sex. That was the movie that they had sex and then they, they break Joker out, right? Basically what should have been Suicide Squad 1? No, that's Assault on Arkham. Which one was Hell to Pay? Hell to Pay is with uh, Reverse Flash. Oh, I only remember that scene with Reverse Flash though. That was post the Justice League movie because he had or Flashpoint because he had come back from the dead or whatever. Yeah. I don't remember that one as well. Was that after? That was after Assault in Arkham, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Maybe that's why I don't remember as well. Fuck. Okay. Well, go back and watch it. Yeah. It's on HBO Max. Yeah, I remember liking it. I just don't remember all the details. But uh, speaking of not remembering all the details. What's up? Uh, James Gunn, or not even, he didn't even know about the details. So James Gunn was told, or said, he came out recently said that he knew nothing of the Birds of Prey movie when he was brought on. It probably didn't exist. <laughs> but he said, he said he didn't even know it existed and anything like that. Like uh, the, the right, how they were going to do Harley Quinn and everything like that. So he had already wrote, written how he wanted her to be, uh, not knowing there's this other property. I'm like, this is the problem with the DC. Like, they don't fucking talk to each other. No. I mean, to be fair, I feel like Birds of Prey is the most forgettable movie. Like, because it wasn't terrible. It wasn't so it terrible, but... It didn't but stick out like a, like, a, like a Suicide Squad 1 even. 
No, it didn't stick it out, got but, lost I liked, in the but I liked it better than Suicide Squad Me 1. Me too. But yeah. you know that thing where it's like if you're being in the middle isn't memorable. Being really bad is memorable. Being really good is memorable. Being in the middle, yeah, which, which is funny because I'm like, I'm like, oh, really? Because <laughs> I saw some people saying, "Oh, I had fun with the Suicide Squad. I really enjoyed the Suicide Squad, but Birds of Prey was better." Get the fuck out of here! I was like, Nah, son. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> Not even close. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm like, what? I, I want to find people and ask them why. <laughs> like, what would you like? Black mask? Like, I don't understand what you liked about it. <laughs> But yeah, uh, what did he say? To be completely honest, I didn't even know about the Harley Quinn movie when I was writing the screenplay. I found out about that awful. I found I found about I found out about that awfully late in the process. Oh wow, I thought you were going to say something completely. I found out about that awful movie so late. <laughs> like, damn. But but I but I knew that no matter which way you look at it, Harley has a past relationship with the Joker, so I needed her to be coming out of that in a certain way. I needed her to make a healthy choice, healthy from her perspective about where she. <laughs> going where she's going in her life and oh, okay so that's not scene. by and not being dependent on men yeah so that scene where she killed that dude <laughs> i liked <Yeah>. it <laughs> but i'm just like yeah why don't they talk because even with like like the mcu like james gunn had his hand in like the the guardians of the galaxy scenes and in, in endgame and infinity war yeah to keep that same characterization ryan coogler had consistent. his hands yeah the black panther scenes Etc. Etc. You know, the only one that didn't really have an involvement was uh, well, no, I think they did too. The Captain Marvel people, because Captain Marvel came out after. I'm like, what? What input would Cap- the Captain Marvel people even have? Hey, Peter Captain Parker. Marvel. <laughs> yeah, like that, that, that's not even them. That's that's something I can see the Russo brothers running in, not them. They're seeing. Yeah, I was just gonna like, say they're they're the only ones that didn't really have that much. There's no character. There's no, <laughs> <It's yeah>. just, <laughs> But yes, yeah, as, as it should be, uh, you know, filmmaking being collaborative art. It makes sense to collaborate. <laughs> DC's like, what? <laughs> collaboration? What? But speaking of collaboration, uh, Team Avatar is coming together to collaborate to take out the Fire Lord. And we now know who our Team Avatar is. For the Netflix series? Yes, for the Netflix series. Oh, it's still happening. Okay. <laughs> yes, it's still happening for whatever reason. But this is our Team Avatar from Aang, Katara, it's from left to right. Aang, Katara, Sokka, Zuko. I know nothing about these kids, but at least they're kids. But I'm still not excited because I'm like, so... They looking real white for Katara and Sokka. Yeah, even though... What are they? I mean, well, she's Asian. She's indigenous. Oh, so is she supposed to be Alaskan? Are they Alaskan? Is that what they're supposed to be? I think she is. Well, I don't know. I don't know if she's Alaskan, but she's supposed to be indigenous. Like, she looks Asian. But she's not... Yeah, why she's not. She's not brown. Why can't we get some dark-skinned people to be the fucking... I mean, not dark. Maybe not dark-skinned, but brown. Because Katara's not dark skinned, but. Well, no, okay, Brian. Yeah, darker than that. They're yeah, all, she, no, she's dark, they're darker all than that. Different shades of white. <laughs> different shades of white. Well, since Pops, you can't have a, like a cutie pie sensei looking Katara. Impossible, right? Can't can't have that. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like. The, the, the Aang, I think, is the best. Even Zuko to an extent, I could see. But yeah, Katara, like, no. I don't know. And they, they chose, like, the lightest picture of Katara they could find <laughs> to compare it. Sokka. I mean, he. But just not the same. Kind of has that vibe. The eyebrows. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, look. As long as if they're good actors. So I remember I even defended the uh, the M Night Shyamalan choice when it was like, well, if they're good actors, maybe it'll be okay. But then you hear those kids act, and it's like, oh Jesus Christ, why did you choose these kids? <laughs> so at least in this case, if they're good actors, it's like, all right, skin color is not a huge deal. If they keep the characterizations right and the acting is solid, then fuck it, it's fine. But we'll see. 
I mean, but it's 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 a it's a, tra- it's a tra- I mean, look what they did with America Chavez. Yeah, it's a definitely a thing. Literally Afro-Latino in the comics. Mm-hmm. Colorism's a thing. In the heights. <laughs> it's like they it's like these people don't know that there's a difference between ethnicity, nationality. So it's like because because people because even people like defending like oh uh, well actually the actress that's America Chavez she's actually you know uh, Latina indigenous Latina it's like okay hmm. what's your point she's still the lightest indigenous Latina you could find yeah as if casting's not a screening process where you're going through hundreds if not thousands of applicants and you're choosing specifically the person the type you want right so it's like <laughs> forget that no this, this choice is just it just happened this way like no <laughs> it's a pattern come on guys like even a, like America Chavez has her own comic right now she's hella brown mm-hmm. like so yeah if they chose Trevor Bell to be Miles Morales I'd have an issue <laughs> it's like no <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But uh, what's the next? What's the next thing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's in my head. In speaking of somebody head. getting, speaking of somebody getting chosen, mm-hmm. what? Uh, Miguel Sholo Madrigueras. He's Jaime Reyes, Blue Beetle. A Miguel from Cobra Kai. Yes. Well, that's good casting. I like that. That is good casting, and he looks cooler and cooler every season. So I can see that kid. But being... Warner Brothers is trash because they're they're putting they're putting his show on HBO Max or a movie on HBO Max. It's a movie. It's going it's to HBO movie. Max. Not. Yeah. That's racist. <laughs> That's racist. But it's the same shit that they they, they said with Static. Like the Static, they're doing a Static movie with Michael B. Jordan as he's going the to produ- HBO Max as the producer or whatever. Not he's not Static. Yeah. And it's going to HBO Max. So all the minority characters. It's too, are... ris- it's too risk. They're too risky characters. Too risky. Static Shock's too risky. Yes. The person that had a cartoon series for multiple seasons and is probably one of the more well-known DC characters in terms of like cultural zeitgeist. That's too risky. They said that they said that they said that about Static and Batgirl, because Batgirl's getting her own movie too, but it's going to HBO Max. And they said they're too risky. But Birds of Prey wasn't risky. There's zero name value in that. And it, it, that was the full no, name. Birds of Prey, the fantabulous. Because it has Margot Robbie and she's hardly quit. Like, we already know Margot Robbie's popular. She's Margot Robbie. But there's no. That, that star power's not even a thing anymore. No, it's not. Like, so I'm like, is Margot Robbie's in it or not? I'm not seeing a movie because Margot Robbie's in it. <laughs> it got to be Will, it, Will Smith is like one of the last few celebrity celebrities like that. Like I would in, say The Rock. The Rock, Will Smith, and maybe like Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Yeah. There's not many. They're like, they're like a dying breed. <laughs> And even then, like not really, because Tom no, yeah. the Mummy starred Tom Cruise, and that movie bombed. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's more about and the, the rock. Yeah, the rock. How's Jungle Cruise doing? Yeah, not one that I mean, pandemic. I'm thinking movies outside of the pandemic. Oh, oh. Scott Scraper, how's that? <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I don't think that movie did well. It, so I think the movie would do better because the rock is in it, but that yeah. doesn't necessarily guarantee it's box office. Well. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like a multiplier on the box office. Yeah. But it's not like a. It does better. It does better because he's in it, but that doesn't mean it's going to make money. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, there were. It's, it's so weird that we've we've lo- like we're, we've exited the age of celebrities like that. Like now, it's more about the brands and the IPs. So companies win. <laughs> it's risky. That's bullshit. Risky. Fuck out of here. Risky. So I think I mean celebrity is still a thing in a sense because like you get excited somewhat. Like you see, oh, Chris Evans is in the movie. Like yeah, like when you see him in like uh, what the fuck was that? Yeah, movie? but it's more like a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Like, oh, okay. But it's not like, oh, I'm going to see this movie because Chris Evans. I mean, well, yeah. no, there's some of that. 
like I said, there's more movies do better because The Rock is in it. The only but time they don't, that, that happens for me is like when I'm on the fence. Like, so like Knives Out, where it was like, oh, this is interesting. Oh, of course, Evans is in it. Okay, now I'll, I'll check it out for sure. Like, but you see what I'm saying? Like, I was on the fence, but then seeing celebrities I like, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll check it out. Okay. But yeah, they're not guaranteed to make. No. But I mean, yeah. Jaime Reyes, Blue Beetle, I'm excited. But I dig that. I'm less excited about the whole racism. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Racist. So we'll see. It's too risky. You know, you got a fucking movie Polka Dot Man in it, but it's not risky. <laughs> it's like, nah, that, that flies. <laughs> but uh, in the first major release since Disney bought uh, Fox, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is getting a, uh, a new book or whatever. I don't know if it's canon or not, but it's supposed to follow the child or the daughter of Willow. Named Frankie Rosenberg. Oh, so it's not even about Buffy at all? No. Oh. So I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, what? I don't know how I feel Who's about her daughter? I thought she was a lesbian. How does she have a daughter? She adopted somebody? Jordan. Lesbians can gay people can have children, Jordan. Adoption? Or it like doesn't have to be adoption. Or like embryo. They can have surrogates. Okay. I can nut in a woman and have a child. But if it's too I can women. jerk off in a cup. Okay, so so she got she got implanted with a baby. Or she, she's a witch. Or she's a scarlet witch. She oh, made a, okay. I'll, she I'll buy made, that. Yeah. She made a child. I, that'd or, be kind of cool. <laughs> or she went through surrogacy. Yeah, okay. All right. Interesting. Maybe she was like Oz. We were we, we were together at one point. Jerk off in a cup for me. I mean, I'm not a Buffy fan like that, so I, I have no interest. But like, what? how do you feel about that? What, about her getting nutted in? Yeah. No, what? <laughs> yes. I want, how do you feel about her getting nutted? No, I, I, do, do you, are you interested in that at all? Or like, I was mean, there I'm any... A- was I'm there a, any like like allusion to her kids in the in the no. series at all? Okay, never mind. I mean, I'm gonna check it out because it's Buffy related, but I'm like, oh, this synopsis, I don't know how I feel about. It. So basically, Frankie Rosenberg is passionate about the environment. You her name like what? <laughs> She's passionate about the environment. A sophomore at New Sunnydale High School, which I'm like, how does that work? Sunnydale was destroyed, but so I'm like, is how this many times the, <laughs> yeah, like, is this canon? I'm like, I don't know, but uh, and it's because they said it follows the Buffy timeline, but I'm like. But Sunny, that was destroyed. Like literally, it earthquaked into itself. Like, didn't it get destroyed multiple times? No, just the in the finale. Oh. oh, oh. But and the daughter and she's the daughter of the most powerful witch in Sunnydale history. Her mom, Willow, is slowly teaching her magic on the condition that she use it to better the world. But Frankie's happily quiet life. <laughs> like you, mom, when you went evil that was <laughs> Do as I say, yeah, yeah. not as I do. <laughs> don't don't pay attention to that part. Yeah. Everything after. Yeah, you're grounded. <laughs> but Frankie's happily quiet life is upended when new girl Haley shows up with news that the annual Slayer convention, what? which doesn't make sense, because I'm like, if it's an annual Slayer convention. Convention, that means it took place after season seven when Buffy made Slayers, which means Sunnydale has to be destroyed. There's no Sunnydale. Well, they just rebuilt it. New Sunnydale? Yeah. What? You know, you know, you rebuild the new thing on top of the, the grounds of a hellmouth, as you do. There's, <laughs> there's a fucking crater. Where yeah. there's no... You fill in the crater of hell and then you, you build over it. Okay, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the annual Slayer convention has been the target of an attack. And all the like a Slayer con? Like, yeah, what? I guess. <laughs> And all the Slayers, including Buffy, Faith, and Haley's older sister, V, might be dead. Wait, what? That means it's time for this new generation Slayer to be born. But being the first Slayer witch means learning how to wield a stake while trying to control her budding powers. Wait, so they kill off Buffy in the description I'm of sure this? I'm sure Buffy's not dead, but yeah, basically, yeah. What? Buffy and Faith. The fuck? And so with the help of Haley- Also, oh, Faith and they were so cool? That's interesting. By the end, yeah. Oh, okay. 
Watch Buffy. Remember that time you took my 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 body over and fucked my boyfriend? We're cool now, though. <laughs> well, it's been years since that. Yeah, like that was that was the past, Buffy. Get over it. We're old women now. <laughs> the world the world is coming to an end. Like, yeah, okay, we need slayers. <laughs> All right. With the help of Haley, a were- uh, with the help of Haley, a werewolf named Jake, and a hot but nerdy sage demon, Frankie must become the Slayer, prevent the Hellmouth from opening again, and find out what happened to her aunt Buffy before she's next. Get ready for a whole new story within the world of Buffy. Buffy, Masters and of the gonna, Universe, it's tri- <laughs> and, it's, and it's a trilogy. It's, it's just the Team Man again. <laughs> Even if she's not dead, dead. You're kind of killing off the main character, replacing her with Willow's daughter. Okay, interesting. Yeah, it's weird. Like Willow's daughter. Yeah, not Willow. Uh... And who was the other Slayer? It was Faith Buffy, and they said someone's daughter was another Slayer. Uh, no, this this new chick that they're introducing, Haley. They're saying her sister, her older sister, is a Slayer. Cause remember, Slayers oh, are now a bunch of Slayers. Yeah, yeah, those Slayers all over the world. There's a Slayer Con. Mm. <laughs> That's so fucking Slayer weird. Convention. Yeah, it's like, what do you do? You dress up as like the the master and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what, what is this convention? Like, do they get together and just like do gymnastics? Like, I don't understand. I can do a kick better than you. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Look, I'm as Angel. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, like, I'm like, yeah, I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about the synopsis, but I'll check it out. Like, whatever. Mm. Okay, well, interesting, interesting premise. Like I get, but that, my my biggest question is: Does it connect to the dark? Will it connect to the Dark Horse comics? Because that's supposed to be canon. what's it called? That's supposed to be canon. The book, yeah, it's called In Every Generation. Oh, that's the title. Yeah, but see, Buffy's not even inside. <laughs> no. Yeah, okay. Say, so, yeah, In Every Generation is a Slayer. That's the that's what's from. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. So it makes me wonder. Yeah, of the Dark Horse comics, are, are they going to acknowledge those? Or are they just going to retcon? Like, like, no, no, those actually aren't canon anymore. Those are kind of like. Uh, Fucking what what Disney did with Star Wars after they bought the property. Mm. We're like, oh no, those legacies because those was technically supposed to be canon. Mm. But they're like, oh no, the Star Wars legend stuff is not canon. We're doing our own shit. Mm. You literally said you had no news. I'm like, <laughs> I had a 12 o'clock out, man. I didn't. But whatever. <laughs> what the fuck? Because <laughs> we started talking about other it went on. A, if if I didn't go, if we didn't go on a tangent for COVID, it wouldn't have been as long. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, but I can end because I was going to talk about the Scarlett Johansson shit. I mean, we can touch on it. I mean, at this point, I feel like it's old news. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson suing Disney because they didn't uh, make good on their deal or whatever. And then, you know, I understand. And Disney's like, were assholes about it. Where they released a statement. It was kind of like, well, fuck her. <laughs> like, yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, well, she's she's trying to get her bag and she's not paying attention to COVID and things like that. I'm like, yeah, but. You had a deal. So. Yeah, you had a deal. You should follow up with your contract. Yeah. And it's and, still going through, right? It's not like the, it's not like she backed off from the, the lawsuit. No, it's, it's still going on. And they're talking about other people joining in the lawsuit. No, the only thing about that, I was like, mm. Emma Stone, maybe, but like I heard Gerard Butler talk about now he's trying to sue for he's old money for Olympus has fallen. The fuck? I'm like, that came out in 2013. Clearly he has and no he did, money. <laughs> and he did like two other movies after that. And he's so running like, out of money. <laughs> That's all that sounds like. I'm like. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. But yes. yeah, like if you had a contract and then I think Scarlett Johansson tried to renegotiate, but Disney was like, no. They ignored her or whatever. I yeah. So, yeah. So I'm like. Yeah, I don't know. Do they just not give a fuck? Because it's like, we're done with you. We're not using it. We we, we literally use you to set up your replacement. We don't need you anymore. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Pretty much. And then also, it's not like Disney doesn't have a track record of not fucking paying people. Granted, 
ultimately at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck about this because I'm like, we're talking about, granted, it's, Disney is a multi-billion dollar corporation. Scarlet doesn't have as much money as them, but still, yeah, we're talking about, yeah. we're talking about money that I have no concept over. Like, she's owed Two million. like 50, 50 million. No, not even like, she, cause she's owed like 50 million dollars or whatever. Oh, I'm sorry. No, she made 20 million. Yeah. Yeah. She, but she's owed like 50 million. I'm like, I don't even know what a hundred thousand is. Yeah. Let alone. <laughs> hold on. Hold on, Scarlet. I'm, I'm playing you the world's smallest violin right now. <laughs> like 50 but at the same time it's like yeah if you if you sign a contract fulfill your contract but I, at the same i'm also like i'm pretty sure the person that was like the cameraman who's mm-hmm. on set way long, making that yeah who's on set way longer than her and they yeah. got to set up the sets and all i'm pretty sure none of them are getting paid any of that level of money not even a drop compared to that <laughs> yeah so i'm like it's like eh. was well, it's just more poignant because it's it's such a like it's it's a public lawsuit. Like you, something like this wouldn't even be public. Like it would be settled before it even became a public issue. But the fact that it has become public is kind of unprecedented with Disney. And Disney's response being so like, oh, the real Disney responded, not like the oh, we're all happy and family friendly. It's like yeah. nah, bitch, we gave you your money. Be happy with that. It's like yo, Disney, you good? But supposedly Mickey, you it also good? kind of shows there's a, there's some clashing behind the scenes with regard to Disney. Now that we have the new uh the new uh. CEO of Bob Chapek. Oh, he has a whole drama with that. There's room, there's talks that Bob Iger is pissed off about what's going on. Kevin Feige's pissed off about what's going on. And that guy, that the new guy is like making power plays to kind of push them because Bob Iger should have been retired or whatever, right? But he's still hanging around. Yeah, he's still hanging around, but he's like, it's because of the choice. It seems like the new guy is more about the money than the passion. And I feel like Bob Iger might have been more about, at least in terms of his relationship with Kevin Feige allowed his passion to shine through. But this new guy seems more just about the money. Yeah. Money, money. New promo. Yeah, the new guy. New promo. The new guy's putting more executives in charge as opposed and like pushing creatives out. Yeah. Like I, so it's causing a lot of tension behind the scenes with like a lot of the the, the executive like the creative executives which is dangerous because like, the a, reason, Kevin, like a Kevin Feige yeah it was dangerous because the MCU is the way it is because it's got such creative freedom so if they start doing a thing where I, I think that they said that the guy the new guy didn't want people producers to to stay on a movie from start to finish but now something that only Disney does it's like a rare thing that companies just don't do but Disney will allow a producer to stay on a project from start to finish rather than just have people kind of like you know navigate from project to project and I feel like that familiar, familiarity with the with the with the with the property they're working on is what makes them better movies because there's more love and care that goes into each individual movie versus just like this, this product push it out next thing push it out yeah what's the money what's the profit margin push it out like, you know what I mean? yeah same thing like and they do that with all this like you got the Kevin Feige at uh at uh Dis- Marvel you got the Pete Doctor over at Pixar mm. um, I don't even know that name Pete Doctor yeah sounds like a porn name <laughs> <laughs> Could be. <laughs> and then uh, everybody else, like for all the other. Yeah. What I don't want to see is have Disney behind the scenes become what DC is now. Yeah. yeah they're going to piss off. They're going to piss off Kevin Feige. And he's going to leave. Oh, no. <laughs> then, then the MCU is over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or at least the one that we've known so far and everything we loved about it. So we'll see. And then now this is the last thing. I was like, oh, this is, this is going to piss me Yeah. What's the last thing? <laughs> that was the last thing. So. It's going to piss me off. I don't like that. <laughs> they're doing a Chronicle sequel and it's in the works. <laughs> Let uh, me wait. Can I guess? It doesn't say. I'm gonna it, guess. Wait, <laughs> uh, you're probably. But it doesn't say if it's gonna be a tele. Yeah, no. 
No, I think it's going to be a movie. Oh, but movie? yeah, it's going to be a se- yeah, Chronicle sequel in the works. Does Josh Trank get to come back after the fiasco? It doesn't, of it doesn't say Fantastic Four and shit. It doesn't say if Josh Trank is coming back, but it's saying it's going to be set 10 years after the original. Okay. And then everybody died except that one guy, the 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 friend. The friend is the only one that didn't die. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, so you say this pissed me off. <laughs> Female lead. <laughs> Ish, yeah. Okay, well, a female lead in of itself doesn't piss me off, but not female lead. What's the? What is it? It's gonna focus on a group of female college students. Oh, (laughs) so all all women. Yeah. Well, is it because the first movie was all men, right? The friends were all dudes. Yeah, but why not? Where's the friend? Like we saw, the friend survived. Why not focus on him? Yeah, where's he at? Yeah, where's he at? But I guess it's ten years later, so whatever. If see, okay. Again, I don't. I don't care if it's a female. I only say. I, I only say that because you were ranting about. Oh, this is a trope, and then I, I literally saw this news, and I was like, huh, huh. <laughs> I mean, it is a trope, though. They, they keep doing it. Like we are focus on the woman now. But for this, I'm like, if it's a continuation, of the first chronicle, and they do interweave that story, and make a true continuation, I'm fine with it. But if it's just we're gonna make girl chronicle, you know, you know what the difference? You see what the difference is? Like a continuation of the original Chronicle versus we're just gonna we're gonna go Sports 2016 this whole thing and we're just gonna make it it's it's girl power now and it's just Chronicle again they find a fucking meteor but yeah, get Sam, powers it's, it's safe and one to, goes crazy it says it's safe to assume Josh Trank and Matt Landis will not be involved oh yeah doesn't Matt Landis have like a whole controversy or something I don't know I think yeah I think he got me too'd. Like he oh. he got he got accused of some shit and he's like on the run or something. Now. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. So if it's a continuation and it actually evolves the story, because there's a lot of questions in the first chronicle, like where did that meteor come from? Like, you know, what I mean, where where were the powers even? They didn't really were there aliens? Like what was that? But yeah, it says the next generation uh, of these corruptive powers. These young women are just finishing college. They are empowered, and this is the their journey. I mean, what a new and interesting story you can tell there. Okay. I hope it is a new interesting story, not just Chronicle again, but women. And from that description, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like, oh, corruptive powers, and it's a group of women. So one of the women's gonna be angry. And- yeah, we're working on we're working on it with Fox Disney. It's going to give us a chance to tell the story in a different way. We're going to tell it from the female point of view. Oh man, and it will be, <laughs> this is dangerous. And it will have been ten years since the events that happened in Seattle, and a lot of it's going to deal with fake news and real news and cover ups. Hmm. <laughs> it's dangerous. It's dangerous, man. It's like him. <laughs> I'm. I, I like Chronicle a lot, so I'm hoping it's good. But yeah, man, everything you just described is so many red flags in that. Of like, oh, this sounds like a typical Hollywood thing. <laughs> Giving from the female perspective, okay. What? I, I don't feel like there was a male perspective necessarily, other than there's been male characters in the first one. Okay. <laughs> I hate strong women, Michael. <laughs> I even hate theoretical strong women. <laughs> yes. That's it. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's it for this week then. Next week, we've got uh, What If. Uh, we've got Free Guy Spoilers. We've got Anime. Uh, is that it? I'll tell you something else. Could be wrong. That's it. Okay. But that's enough. I just want to talk about What If by itself would be fucking exciting to finally talk about. Hopefully it doesn't go the way of every other Marvel fuck. But it can't because it's anthology. So it's like if there's no like, right? There's no continuity throughout each one, right? There might be some because I think because based on a trailer, they showed Captain Carter interacting with Doctor Strange. 
Oh, it's like Doctor Strange, like the narrative hook, and he's like going from as of right now. No, it's the Watcher. Oh, okay. Oh, either way. I mean, as long. I, I just can't see it. But I'm guessing there's an episode where Doctor Strange and Captain Carter interacts with them. But yeah. the first episode, which I mean, I can talk about because they said, I can't talk about it, but I can say the first episode is about Captain Carter. Mm, okay. And that's a whole episode enough. There's no Doctor Strange in that. So I'm assuming. The half hour? Half hour episodes? The half hour episodes each. Oh, okay. Yeah, but all I'm saying is that it can't have the same pattern in the other MCU Disney Plus shows where it's like starts strong and then ends weak because it's anthology. So yeah. like, even if it ends weak, it's like well, part of me also kind of feels because like, I, I think it's going to be one episode a week. And I'm like, I feel like that's harder to talk about. Because only 30 minutes each? Not even just that because WandaVision was 30 minutes each, but because it's like its own standalone thing. It's like there's no, because part of what keeps the conversation going is like speculation and predictions and what does this mean? And it was like, it doesn't really mean anything. So it's like. No, I think it'd be more just people talking about like, oh shit. So yeah, it's just like, twist. oh, this happened, but then yeah. it's like the standard episode. So we're not going to see it anymore. So it's like, yeah. not really. So that's that's kind of my I guess I am talking about it. I, I can't. I'm not describing that. No, no, I guess not. that's my biggest issue when it comes to like talking about it. Cause I'm like, I watch it. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. That was interesting. But like, I mean, they're all canon multiverses now. So it's interesting just to talk about it as a matter of fact of like, oh, like this is a cool twist on this person's story or whatever. I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. Peggy Carter's Captain America, Captain Carter now. I'm like, okay. cool. And now there's cosplayers out there that can do a Captain Carter cosplay. <laughs> it's official. <laughs> and in some multiverse, she's real because they made it canon. So that's cool. But yeah. All right. That's it for this week. Then let's uh, wrap it up. This has been your... Wait, what? What, is it? what do I say? <laughs> it's been three weeks. I forgot. <laughs> this has been your host, Jordan. Ah, there we go. This has been your host, Jordan, a.k.a. The Blur Vision with... <laughs> uh, Michael, a.k.a. Black Gay Comic Geek. What motherfucking name? <laughs> and we will see you next week. Peace. Will we? Hopefully. <laughs> what, what if? God damn it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>